medallions of Mahi Mahi. That always struck me as, uh, you know, whenever you see the word medallions of on one of these South Beach restaurant uh, menus, you, you know, that's it. Don't order that. Get a hot dog. <laughs> get yourself out of there because you're going to be, it's worse than the old syndrome that uh, used to uh, be the cliche about Chinese restaurants where, uh, you know, you stuff yourself and then a half hour later you're hungry again. Medallions of Mahi Mahi. I was a place, uh, last time I think I actually ate, uh, this is centuries ago already, on the South Beach, the South Beach restaurant was a place called, a fish called Avalon. And I had the medallions of Mahi Mahi and you literally needed an electron micro to see the, the food that was the main course. The parsley was bigger than the medallions of Mahi Mahi. Medallions is another name on a restaurant menu for small. Yes. For yeah. minuscule. They may as well just be minuscule pieces of fish. That would be the way to describe the dish. Uh, but uh, medallions of Mahi Mahi. Wow, I mean, the elegance. Uh, you know, the, the way the chef prepares. Uh, anybody could prepare like a, a morsel of fish. It's hard to blow that, the piece Unbelievable. The time. Wake up with Defo. Joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defo Show. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Great to be with you here on the uh, Degenerate Friday edition of the Defo Show. Jeff DeForest and a very concerned Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, how come they always miss that stuff in the inspection? When uh, they do, well, what is the point of having the inspection uh, of the home? Uh, they they go up uh, if the roof doesn't have just a blatant hole in it, they tell you it's okay. <laughs> the electricity when you turn on the lights, the toilet might flush, but uh, you know what? At least the lights went on, right? Uh, they, they don't have any problem with uh, virtually anything. Uh, I, I don't know who, who's pay- you're paying for the yes. inspection, are you yes. not? Yes. As the buyer, yes, yes, you are, and yet. They never find anything. So uh, what did you find out this morning uh, that your air conditioning is completely kaput? That's um, Kaputsky City, huh? No, the AC's I mean, been you, working well. I see you're well. a little bit there. I mean, are you okay? Yeah, the AC's been working fine. Uh, last night, I'm about to, I was about to go to bed, and I noticed that the, um, what is it called? The thermostat. Thermostat was not on. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Usually, like, if it's dying, you need to change the batteries. That thing yes. will flash or something. I'm like, Whatever. I, I'm hoping that it just means it's still working. It's just set on whatever temperature it is. And then I'll get batteries tomorrow for the show. And I was like, I woke up and I was like, you know, it's early enough. Let me go to Walmart and see if it's batteries. Because if it's not, it's a Friday. And those guys are usually pretty busy. So I did that. And it's not batteries. The thermostat is not on. So I had to already call the AC guy the first month we're here. Fun. So fun. A new home. Love it. All right. Yeah. No, it's it's a money pit. That, that, that's. <laughs> I don't know. Before I even moved in here, I put like twenty grand into the place, and then I look around. I, I got no cabinets in the kitchen. Still, unbelievable. <laughs> still have to dump like another seventy into this thing before it's off to speed. But we did get what we thought was a steal at the time, and now, of course, uh, a year later, after you're thinking, "Wow, look at that, man! We made like two hundred grand in a year." Uh, prices of houses are come tumbling down. So right after you bought, you probably could have bought the same thing for a hundred thousand less. So that, that's just the way it goes. My timing in these sort of things is just an outright abortion, as evidenced by the fact that uh, in two thousand eight, I managed to acquire three homes, and in two thousand nine, I was ready to let all of them go back to the bank. <laughs> that was it. Just look, take them. 
leave me with the shirt on my back, and, and that's all I need to uh, have here. Because uh, by a year later, uh, of course, all of my investments uh, had pretty much gone up in smoke, and uh, it was going to take years to recover. Anyway, uh, good to be with you. Uh, we have a chance to recover today, Degenerate Friday. And we'll get a lot of insight into things that are happening all across the board. Uh, most specifically, I would imagine the professor will have a college football bowl preview, uh, maybe a couple of games. And I, I don't know, does he have an opinion on the Army-Navy game? Does anybody care? Uh, Tony was giving a, a real passionate uh, Tony Segreto Wednesday about uh, the meaning of the Army-Navy game. And I, I would normally have dismissed this because I always hated watching the Army-Navy game. And I'm a big fan of the uh, U.S. military and people that serve in the military uh, you know, and that's a, a radical departure from where I was at in, in the hippy dippy era, which I did post that picture on social media. People can't figure out which guy was me. <laughs> that That's a little frightening. Right. I mean, there are only four people in a picture. One's a female. So it could only be one of the three guys in the picture or I wouldn't have put it up there. And I think it's fairly recognizable, is it not? The far right. Luby. I know I, the, I, the I, guy standing up is yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I, sure. I said I'm standing up for the hippie movement, which I was because <laughs> I figured there would be some people. It's kind of grainy to picture. It was a little bit messed up. Uh, you know, so it's not really a clear picture of me. But uh, you wouldn't recognize me because um, I had this uh, wild head, uh, almost an afro like I wasn't really an afro, but, uh, you know, a full head of curly hair. I, I, I had the same. I had like mayo hair. It was unbelievable. Yes. And, um, you know, it was in pretty good shape back then. So so that was good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, impossible to uh, recognize uh, 50 years later. And, you know, it, it's kind of sad, right, when uh, people are wondering, so are you in that picture? <laughs> and you're thinking, am I that unrecognizable from where I was at a few years ago? I did get some recognition from a bartender yesterday at the Panther game. I went to my first hockey game, I want to say, in a couple of years. I, I, I know I didn't go to any during the whole pandemic time. Uh, obviously, uh, they, they were not having crowds, and then they had, like, marginal crowds. I wasn't going to get involved there. And, and mostly the reason that I wasn't going anymore, uh, a, a lot of the reason was, uh, A, it's a schlep, but uh, I don't mind it. Uh, there, there's no easy way to get across town here in South Florida if you're going east to west. There are routes you can take, but from where I am located, uh, you're, you're going to be taking some time to get across town. So uh, it's going to be 45 minutes, uh, maybe even an hour to get there. A uh, few things have changed. Uh, I, I remember when it was like 10 bucks to park in a parking lot, Luby, and people still chose to uh, schlep all the way across from uh, the uh, mall that's there, the Sawgrass, Sawgrass Mills, yep, uh, yep, Mall. That's yep, yep, what I do. They would park there, you know, act like they, you know, take one step towards the stores just for the cameras in the parking lot and, and then bolt under the cover of darkness for the uh, Panthers uh, Stadium. Uh, which is now called uh, Florida Live Arena. What is what sense does Isn't that it, make? Well, Florida well, Live. Okay. What, is is that, there a Florida Live uh, company of some sort that I missed? I don't uh, what, know. what do they What's do? Florida Live. Or do they have no sponsor uh, uh, for the arena right now? Because uh, maybe that's why they had to juice the rate of the parking. Thirty five dollars to park would be at a hockey game. Thirty five. Well, you were doing that uh, free Lexus parking forever. That's why you you didn't do. The I had that, but uh, I mean, uh, I I had paid. I mean, uh, after I transitioned down to my Lexus there to my uh, Volkswagen Tiguan, courtesy of uh, the great uh, people that deal Volkswagen, uh, which I'm very happy with. I, I couldn't be any happier with the car. Uh, I mean, uh, the one thing that it doesn't carry with it is uh, free parking at a Panther game. Mm. I keep hoping maybe they change sponsors, you know, even though I'm a big fan of the Lexus automobile and uh, was uh, for a long time. I mean, just backed uh, very royally by Jim Dunn and the people at JM Lexus prior to that Toyota of Hollywood. So I was inclined to drive those cars. But, uh, you know, we, we had an association with a Volkswagen dealership. I, I, I absolutely love the car. But I, I was hoping that 
Maybe the Panthers had uh, lined up an affiliation with Volkswagen, much like the people in the World Cup. <laughs> so I could probably park for free in Cutter if I went to a World Cup game. But uh, 35, I mean, that was a pretty good whack to park one car at a Panther game. Was it not, Luby? What do you think? That's that, insane. that sounds a That's little insane. insane. I, was, I was sort of shocked. I whipped out a 20. I was ready to pay that. I had a chance to meet uh, Brett Tester, the agent of the Stars. He has special VIP parking. He's got great seats. Uh, literally the second row off the glass in the corner of uh, the end where the uh, Panthers uh, would be going. I, I guess you're on the uh, visitor's end. Uh, there, there are two periods out of three, the visitors, Detroit Red Wings in this case. And the Red Wings, uh, Tess was telling me, now, now they had been uh, not very good for a while, the Detroit Red Wings. And I, I thought they were having another uh, subpar season and that this would be just a piece of cake for the Panthers to walk in the park after being on an extended road trip. Uh, Tesler tells me the uh, Red Wings aren't bad. No, they're pretty good. Pretty good this year? Okay. They're a little well, bit they were horrible the last night. They, they were absolutely, it was like they weren't even there. And after two periods, which was uh, the duration of my stay there, uh, and, and it wasn't like we didn't spend any money in the arena because I offered, I, I had to offer to buy the obligatory round of drinks, did I not? The guy put up the tickets. He was willing to pick us up at a McDonald's. I, I'm not really inclined to want to park my car somewhere where it's going to be for like three hours. And, you know, there's a good chance that the guy that's uh, sweeping the parking lot says, that Volkswagen has been here all night. Because mm. people aren't at McDonald's for three hours. No, so no. it's pretty obvious that you no. parked there and, and left your car there for the game. Now, uh, Tess says uh, he, he meets other people there at this McDonald's, picks them up, and then drives them. Uh, I guess, you know, his parking is, you know, right under the ice or something. And, and then you come up through a hole there, and uh, you, you go to your seat. It's amazing the treatment this guy gets at these games. But uh, and, and yet, oddly enough, uh, you know, with this new era of phone apps, here's a guy, a longtime season ticket holder, obviously goes to a lot of games. And when he gets to the gate there and the guy recognizes him, his phone doesn't work, uh, you know, when he's trying to uh, scan it. And we're the only ones standing there for like uh, five minutes while everybody else is rolling in. All of these schleppers are just rolling in. Uh, rule number one, and I, I, I did my best to dodge this, but it didn't quite happen. But fortunately, even the Mustang was uh, appalled by sticker shock when she tried to purchase a couple of minor little nothing items in the Pantherland store. But I, that's criminal, is it not? To make you enter through the front doors and actually have to go through the store. <laughs> and a lot of little kids go to hockey. I mean, I'm, yes, I was yes, amazed how many little kids are at hockey games. And they seem to enjoy it. Oh, uh, like yeah. They even get into it. Uh, there was a one little, uh, little girl. She could have been more than four years old. And she's sitting in a row in front of us. So she has a seat on the glass with her parents. Uh, they were Red Wing fans. So maybe, you know, they bought these tickets online, happened to be in town, figure, hey, let's go see the Red Wings. Uh, but nonetheless, she was cursing at Panther players, a four-year-old. <laughs> little four-year-old gets up and goes, fuck you, Kachuk. <laughs> Put that mouthpiece in your mouth and stop chewing on it. You're not Steph Curry. <laughs> I guess uh, Matt Kachuk has the mouthpiece out the entire time, which I think would be prohibitive. I mean, as a cautionary measure, wouldn't you want to have your mouthpiece in if you were a hockey player? There's a pretty good chance you could hit in the face with a puck, no? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's hockey. <laughs> you An get Aaron everywhere. Stick. <laughs> An elbow, I would want. Uh, they don't care about their teeth. I, I think you, you're not officially an NHL player until you have lost all 32 of your teeth. <laughs> would that make sense, right? I mean, when you see Ovechkin and he smiles when he's uh, not wearing a mouthpiece, you're like, "Whoa, what, uh, <laughs> Alexis, uh, Alex, uh, what, what happened to you?" I mean, uh, 
you know, you, you can't believe how, how bad the uh, to be a team dentist in the NHL would, would be one of the most futile endeavors that you could ever get involved in. Just an absolute complete waste of time. But um, anyway, so yeah, this little girl is, uh, you know, she's cursing. And I'm looking around the crowd there in the lower bowl. And I would have to say, I mean, a reasonable percentage, like, like 5% maybe uh, of kids under six years old were at this hockey game. All well to do. I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's funny. This is where the, I guess, the the upper echelon uh, in terms of uh, income and, uh, you know, net worth of the people of Broward County, this is where they come together. Never mind the Blue Martini or any of these fancy, fancy bars or the Capitol Grill where you're getting hosed on a steak. Never mind any of that. Uh, this is where they go for their entertainment. And I remarked to the Mustang that this crowd looked nothing like the usual casino crowds. <laughs> that you're used to. <laughs> that we're accustomed to. I mean, they're all pretty well-to-do and well-mannered and all of that. Uh, you know, it's it's a nice experience. Uh, all the way. I, I don't want to let money get in the way of having a good experience. But I did buy a round of drinks. Uh, Tesla, because he has season tickets uh, at a high level, I guess, is a VIP status, a customer there. So he gets a 25% discount mm. for drinks, 25% discount. How much, Luby? Four drinks, 25% discount. The tab was 100. You're right there in a the ballpark. $86 with the discount. <laughs> with the discount. 86 fucking dollars. Oh, my God. With the discount. Jesus. At the bar. So I'm out of stick right away. All right. And uh, I, I didn't mind, though. I mean, uh, and it turned out to be a, a lot of fun. 5-1 Panther win. Uh, the Panthers uh, were on fire in this game. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't yank the goalie from Detroit. Maybe they only brought one goalie to South Florida. That could have been the only reason uh, to leave this guy in there because he literally looked like he had a blindfold on the entire time. I mean, Like Gary Gilmore, when he faced that Utah firing squad, uh, wasn't as sightless as this goaltender appeared to be which uh, was very favorable for the Panthers. It's a lot of fun. They scored four goals in a very short period of time. Uh, they were up 3 nothing, gave up a goal, and then come right back and rocketed in two more shots, including Kachuk, who had a really nice play. And, you know, people wondered if that swap was uh, a good one. They got rid of a longtime favorite here, Jonathan Huberto, who was coming off an excellent season. The guy was a tremendous passer. But they felt, as uh, we saw in the playoffs, that the team wasn't built to win the Stanley Cup. And they needed a guy that could exhibit a little bit more all-around toughness. Uh, Matt Kachuk certainly does that. And uh, the Panthers having kind of a so-so season now went to like 13-9 and something. And so, you know, they're, they're hoping to find some kind of identity after coming off the road. So uh, a lot of fun last night. Uh, I didn't uh, – uh, test man went up there and got like a couple of things. I, I may as well have just drank a cup of salt before I went there. Because uh, I had a pretzel that uh, Tesler had purchased that, that was absolutely loaded with more salt than you could possibly consume in a lifetime. And then uh, on top of that, Mustang buys a popcorn. And I'm eating both. Uh, I'm thinking, I, I can't afford to do this. I'd be better off if I was just drinking straight the grain alcohol out of a bottle than consuming the food there. But I would imagine that was a pretty pricey pretzel. I can't imagine that was anything under 10 bucks. no? You imagine it? I mean, the nerve of these people. Uh, are they hurting there? You think the Panthers are making money? Uh, Tess says he thinks the uh, organization loses money, is swimming in like red ink. Is that possible? I mean, the place looked empty. We we had it on TV. For uh, it was a bit. decent crowd. No, it was a decent crowd last okay, night. Right. It always looks empty because they show that second yeah, section yeah, yeah, where yeah, the club yeah. red seats are and yeah. nobody ever sits in them. So even though they're, they're all up there, uh, you know, eating all the free food that they can because I mean, it's not free. I think it's like $400 a ticket to be like uh, in the club red section there. We used to be able to mooch tickets. 
Uh, when uh, what was the guy's name that was the uh, president? And he ended up, uh, you know, like with Rock Nation or something. Oh God, uh, Michael something. I can't remember. And, and his brother is a big executive. In fact, I think his brother became the commissioner of the Big Twelve. Your your Mark, your Mark, your Mark, uh, your Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy was great. Although people criticized him because they said, uh, you know, you couldn't keep paper in the house like he did. I'm thinking uh, better to have somebody there than nobody. Make it look like it's an attraction, and maybe you can get some people to buy some tickets. Uh, but uh, could it be possible that they are actually swimming in a sea of red ink every season, the Florida Panthers as a franchise? And does Vinny Viola care? <laughs> Vinny Viola will definitely care. I, I don't know if they're swimming, right? I don't know if they're uh, killing it, but I, look, as a professional franchise, we know they all seem to find a way to make money. I don't believe any of that crap when they say that they're, not, they're losing money. How could they be, right? The salaries in the NHL aren't uh, near the uh, level of escalation that uh, has gone on in other sports. I mean, they're higher than they used to be, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you're looking at top guys maybe making $10 million a year. You don't see $40 million a year hockey players. Uh, basketball, I mean, look what's happened there what, with a uh, small roster that uh, I guess in size is a few players less than a hockey roster. How many players on a hockey team, uh, Luby? I used to know this, but I don't oh, anymore. I Are there 25 players on a hockey team? How many players are on a uh, hockey roster? You have, what, 13 uh, on a basketball roster, 25 on a baseball roster, 26 maybe now, and uh, 53 on a football roster. So that's a lot of guys to pay. But uh, you would think the salaries would be more uh, commensurate with what goes on. 23. Good job, All right. So you're paying uh, 23 guys, uh, you know, an average of what, three, four million? I'm not sure. It's a lot of money to make back if you don't have a uh, lucrative television deal. Uh, they do have some better national deals in the NHL, but uh, the local deal here can't be all that lucrative because uh, there's no competition for the rights. So that's um, another place where uh, local teams are snookered. Uh, anyway, pretty good show put on by the Panthers last night. Enjoyed my experience there. And uh, for the people that had the under in that game, I, I would imagine that they felt uh, they were probably pale as a ghost after the uh, second period. I did bolt after two periods, though, Luby. So uh, does that make me like a lousy South Florida fan? 5-1, I figured the game was in the bag. Let me get out of here. I got an hour drive back Yep, yep, yep. to the east side of town. And, you know, uh, so a decent experience. So there it was, Luby. I finally went to a local game after years. <laughs> I, mean, I used to go to every game of, of just about every sport. And, uh, you know, here I am. Uh, you know, is that what, what semi-retirement has done for me? All right, all right. The big news yesterday, of course, was the Brittany Griner thing. A lot of different apparent, uh, opinions being expressed about that. Uh, naturally, uh, those on the right are saying that uh, it was an atrocity to trade this Victor Boot, one, one of the uh, most evil human beings uh, ever to be, uh, you know, imprisoned, uh, that, that didn't actually himself kill people, but uh, was uh, calling for the death of Americans, selling, uh, you know, anti-air uh, air missiles and uh, attack uh, weapons to, uh, you know, gun down Americans, uh, you know, with the specific instructions. I want all of those, all of those Yankees dead. Eh? I mean, uh, uh, just a purveyor of evil. And obviously somebody that Putin uh, found uh, to be a very useful ally and, and somebody that he, he wanted to get back. Uh, the trade for Brittany Griner, I, I guess it's an exchange of prisoners. They don't want to call it a trade because as a trade, as a basketball trade, as we mentioned yesterday, and this is not to be, overwhelmingly facetious about it but the truth be told as a trade it's it's absolutely the most lopsided deal that we've seen since joe barry carroll went to the warriors uh from the celtics in exchange for the chief and the rights to kevin McHale. an atrocity i mean uh, this is roger maris for joe demastri uh it, it was just uh, nolan ryan for jim fergosi 
in, in terms of uh, person that should be incarcerated and, uh, you know, possible menace to society and uh, somebody that could come back and really haunt Americans, uh, this Victor Boot, I don't think he's out of business like a lot of people do. Uh, I don't know that Putin would have coveted, uh, you know, his return to Russia as much as he has if uh, he didn't think that uh, Victor Boot was going to be right back in action doing his thing. No? I, a lot of, look, I, and again, I didn't really know who he was until the beginning of this about, I guess, a year ago. An infamous uh, you know, uh, international criminal. Explained yeah. who he was. And then I was like, oh, why is that even on the table? He's not only is an arms dealer, he's the most uh, infamous arms dealer ever. The, he literally targeted terrorists and anti-American interests to get arms in their hands to use yes. against America. Like, he's an evil man, especially when it comes to our country. So I, it couldn't even be on the table to me. So people were celebrating yesterday. This is a guy you would never land out of jail. Like, if you were he dealing should. with the Russians and they said, hey, well, what, what can we get back for uh, Brittany Griner, uh, this uh, woman who uh, obviously was subjected to a yeah, ridiculously harsh situation uh, based on, uh, you know, what should have been just, uh, it, it was in her expression uh, an innocent mistake uh if it was an innocent innocent mistake and had consequences i mean uh, you get caught smoking dope in your car you're gonna a lit joint when you get pulled over uh, what's the cop supposed to do right he's gonna have to do something all right and and, and so okay she gets caught in the airport it seemed like uh it, it was odd that uh, she probably had traveled in this fashion many, many times and uh, nothing ever happened. And uh, maybe uh, the uh, people there, the airport security, they were well aware that, hey, you know what? When Brittany Griner comes through here, grab her because she always keeps a vape pipe in her in her bag. That's possible. Yeah, that it was a total setup. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss that as a, uh, you know, very real possibility as to what happened there. Um, you know, and, and she had been playing in Russia for years. I mean, it wasn't like she just got there and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's illegal here. Uh, so she knew what was going on, and I'm sure other uh, players uh, that were also using marijuana to kind of uh, ease the pain or whatever, uh, which uh, should be fine. Uh, and you would think, if nothing else, uh, that uh, maybe at the airport there they would have confiscated her vapor pipe and said, listen, you can't bring this in here. Uh, what do you want us to do with this? You want to keep it and go to jail, or you want us to just keep it and throw it away? Would that not have been the end of it? It wasn't like she had, like, pounds of a sheesh taped around her waist there, like the guy on Midnight Express there. Well, the normal right? fine that come out, I, they're not like Singapore. Like, I, I I was reading something yesterday that said the normal fine is like 50, is like a $15 fine. And yeah. They, like, even in Russia, they realize weed slash vapes are not a big deal. So it was, that's the issue is that they specifically amped it up because of what was going on so obviously she deserved to be out obviously the whole thing was trumped up obviously it was ridiculous yeah but the part a lot of people are missing is you couldn't trade her or exchange her for victor boot (laughs) like you couldn't and some people like well he knows too much the russians and the ukrainians are gonna end him i'm like that doesn't make sense. Why would Russia want him so badly? Now, Why would they want him back? I mean, and then on top of that, you know, this Paul Whalen is poor guy, man. That sucks. That's uh, a whole nother U.S. Thing. military, uh, you know, it seems to be a very clean-cut individual. Uh, uh, you know, also appears that, uh, you know, completely trumped up, uh, absolutely, you know, fabricated charge of, of being an international spy and a spy for the U.S. and Russia uh, is thrown against him. The guy gets, uh, I think he's got a 10-year sentence also. So uh, spying on Russia was uh, seen as the equivalent of bringing a vapor pipe 
uh, through the airport security where, uh, you know, what, was there going to be some immense distribution of drugs in Russia that was going to end the lives of little children? No, she didn't even have, like, uh, enough to, to smoke and get high on. It was such a minuscule amount. So uh, clear cut. I mean, uh, you know, Russia was using her as bait to do something. And yet, uh, you know, you would have figured that uh, at, at the very least, this Paul Whalen guy, this poor guy that's been in prison for four years, uh, you know, in harsh conditions in Russia, that they, they would have found it, you know, possible to uh, arrange to get this guy released as well. And, and a lot of people were up in arms about that. Why is she getting preference over somebody like that? And, uh, you know, here, here's a woman who uh, made, you know, a dumb, maybe innocent mistake. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, what was going to be subjected to, uh, I mean, outrageous cruelty as a result of that. So I'm all for the fact that uh, Brittany Griner, uh, you know, uh, was released. Uh, you know, it, it was it, it's insane to think that somebody would lose nine years of their life in a Russian penal colony, which in and of itself sounds barbaric. Uh, over something as ridiculous as, uh, you know, Brittany Griner's uh, supposed crime was. But this Victor Boot, I mean, he's no bargain, man. There are a lot of political sensitivities about that. Uh, what, what would your conclusion be if you had to say, okay, I have to take, you know, well, one firm side or the other, that any way that they could, uh, you know, write this injustice to Brittany Griner had to be taken into consideration or that, you know what, Unfortunately, as dumb, uh, you know, as the move was and as ridiculous as the sentence was that uh, at, at no for no reason could you ever let this guy Victor boot out uh, 15 years prior to the end of his sentence. Right. I mean, if you were going to let him out, let him out as, a, you know, a crippled up old man who, uh, you know, didn't even remember what day it was, much less, uh, you know, how, how to go out and arrange these uh, hideous arms deals. But, I mean, that's where I uh, fall. I, I, I look and I'm uh, we know where I, I sit on the aisle. But I'm always pretty honest about no one is infallible. I think uh, Biden and his team screwed up. They felt the pressure here, and they were stupid. They, like, I, I'm sorry. She should have been out. She shouldn't have been in. Plus She's only rest. out because she had celebrity status, uh, yeah. of whatever level celebrity, uh, you know, a, a female uh, basketball player could, put, could have, right? I, I mean, people know who she is. She was a great college player. I yeah. mean, uh, revolutionary because uh, she was so tall and uh, was uh, she dunked, doing things. She dunked that, regularly, uh, which was pretty cool. Unprecedented, right, with the dunk. Um, you know, and has been a very, uh, you She's know, successful player. professional basketball player, both uh, with the Russian teams and European teams and in the WNBA. What um, was not a favorite uh, of a lot of Americans uh, because of the fact that <clears throat> she refused to even come out and, and acknowledge the national anthem. Uh, you know, that's sort of symbolic stuff. I mean, nobody deserved uh, the, uh, you know, the uh, sentence that, that she got for, for this particular, uh, you know, incident and infraction, whatever it may have been. Nobody deserved to get nine and a half years in, in a Russian penal colony. That That's insane. But, uh, I mean, if it's me, right? Uh, I mean, is Joe Biden going out there and saying, hey, uh, <laughs> this poor DeForest cat, man, can you believe it? Nine and a half years for bringing like an ounce of marijuana into the country. It wasn't even an ounce. It was like not was even not a good. gram, I don't think. Yeah. Are, are, is the government going to go way out of its way to go ahead and, and uh, you know, uh, deliver this uh, extremely dangerous uh, and malicious human being, uh, you know, a forebearer of uh, evil things to come that this guy is back uh, on uh, Russian soil? Do you think they would have gone to that extreme? No, no, they wouldn't have. And and, and I, I think they tried to get Waylon. Now there's some murmurs that he actually was a spy when he was caught. There was some weird circumstances around it. So maybe that's why Russia wasn't just giving him up. 
and the right is using it, but they know that it wasn't as easy as Griner. Whatever it is, I don't care. Like, I, I you can't get this guy. It, it, he just couldn't be involved. If you wanted to really double down and find someone out, fine. Victor Boot could not be in this deal. It, it was one of I mean, the worst are we ever. detaining any other Russians that would be I'm of interest idea. to the Russian <laughs> government? Because uh, <laughs> you would have to think if Whalen wasn't in on this deal, right? I mean, he may as well have a no-trade clause at, at this point. Sad to say, I mean, because uh, the guy seemed legit. So you're saying that there are assertions that maybe he really was doing some kind of spying, huh? There's, right. there's some. But right. either way, I, I, both of them should be out, I think. But neither of them is worth boot. I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. This is an open and shut, and I'm not It, it seemed like Whalen should have been a bigger priority than Brittany Griner since he's yes. been there longer. Yes. And, you know, this, uh, you know, it was, it was both, both cases supposedly ridiculous, but... Uh, I, I don't know. It was kind of an odd ending. I, I guess he should feel good that, that Griner is not going to have to go through this, uh, you know, unbearable, uh, you know, decade of punishment from the Russian government and being some uh, barbaric penal colony uh, when she should be just playing basketball and smoking a little weed. But we'll see. And then people are looking for her to be very contrite about some of her views uh, that she had before. But you know what? I don't know that that comes with the package, does it? Where, you know, you, you were very anti-American, uh, you know, or seemed to be anti-government and, and saying that America is doing a lot of things wrong. Let, let's face it, we are. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I mean, uh, what level of contrition do you think she'll have now? Uh, are we going to see Brittany Griner, uh, you know, saluting the flag every time she plays basketball from now on? I, I don't know. And, and I don't know that I care. I mean, uh, just nobody deserved to have happened to her what happened to her. And yet, very sensitive circumstances. And sort of questionable, uh, you know, in, in the way that all of this was handled. All right, uh, we're going to get into some uh, handicapping. We have games on tap here. Uh, are, are the Lions, they can't be favored, are they, over Minnesota? Is that possible? Maybe. The Lions are five really well, team favored over well, I thought Minnesota was a favorite. I don't know why I uh, want to say that I heard last night somewhere. I was listening and not necessarily paying total attention. Let me see. Lions. Yes, favored over Minnesota by three and a hook. No, one and a hook. Wow, that's an oddball one, huh? Did they start out as underdogs in that game? I'll have to check with Mark Lawrence because uh, I thought the line against Jacksonville was as bogus and out of whack as any line I've seen in a long, long time in the NFL when the uh, Lions were underdogs at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that uh, is very unimpressive and unlikely to they'd, they'd come off a win. But, I mean, how likely are they to uh, go on the road then and, and uh, you know, consolidate that win by beating another team that's been playing pretty well for a team with a losing record. Uh, but favorite over the Vikings, a 10-win team coming into uh, Detroit and, and is an underdog to the Lions, who have five wins on the season. Kind of a weird one. Anyway, a lot of interesting stuff uh, happening on the uh, Lions. We've got the ball games coming up. The professor is going to be with us with the big boy, Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet, and uh, the return to Gulfstream Park <laughs> happens today, later on, on South Florida Live, as uh, Mike Mayo's lunchbox will uh, originate from, uh, I believe, the Breezeway Bar at Gulfstream Park. So it's going to be like old times, except I don't have to schlep down there at 5 in the morning. <laughs> and there'll be racing action while we're on the air, which uh, we'll see how Mayo handles that. D does he go Hank Goldberg? I just, you know, like he's got a caller on hold, and then, uh, you know, the guy says, Hey, Hank, what do you think about the Yankees uh, re-signing Judge? And Hank goes, uh, you know, I told you that a long time ago that that was going to happen. Is that the two? Is that the two? <laughs> I have the two. May he rest in peace. I loved Hank. And that was one of the things I loved about him is he would get completely distracted by what was going on on the track there. 
And um, I, I don't know, was there anything lamer in terms of communication than, uh, you know, giving live highlight play-by-play or, uh, you know, talking about, you know, what action you had at the track while you were in the middle of a sports talk show when people couldn't even see you to begin with? So I, I don't know. I mean, that seemed like a big departure from what you would normally want in, in a radio uh, program. All right, we're going to come back with the Greek. Uh, the Greek is going to join us, uh, always has, um, you know, usually some very favorable predictions and just an all-around good guy. Uh, then later on, uh, the professor, Mark Lawrence, will be with us from PlaybookSports.com, has some interesting stuff uh, as well. And his cup of coffee this morning I was perusing. And then uh, Mike Mayo, the Gambling Gourmet. I'm Jeff DeForest. He is Mike Luby Lubitz. And we'll be back with more here on the Defoe Show in a moment. Now that. The time. And come on out to uh, Gulfstream and uh, join us there as uh, we, we will be out there uh, live from 12 to 1 and then punching away, no doubt, uh, in the uh, hours shortly thereafter and during. Uh, it is uh, 7.35. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled caring people there is truly only one place and that one place is catholic health services these days we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it thank goodness for landlubbers raw bar and grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible first of all they're not only open for delivery and pickup all you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery their hours have changed a little bit monday through thursday from 3 30 to 10 and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10, you're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing end them, to die, to sleep, no more, and by asleep, to say we end the heartache in a thousand natural shocks. What could that have been about, except Gambling. to hedge or not to hedge? <laughs> the modern-day odd couple, Defoe and Louie, are on now. It is, of course, the Defoe Show. All right, this man's popularity never ceases to amaze me, and the fact that uh, everyone in the world knows this gentleman. And this is a guy that, that goes by, like, um, you know, a, a one-word name there. Well, I guess it's two, the Greek. 
Uh, it could be many Greeks, but uh, when you refer to the Greek, uh, no one even thinks There's about Jimmy uh, anymore. They only think about this guy. So uh, I get a text from a friend of mine, and he says, I can't believe it, man. I finally met him, the Greek. What a great guy. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't stop gushing about the fact that he had met the Greek, uh, my friend Dylan. And uh, welcome to the show, the Greek. And it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Greek, uh, you are so universally loved and well-known. It, it has to be hard to deal with at times, no? Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a Kardashian used to plastic surgery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Exactly, my friend. Uh, a great guy, your friend. So nice. And I told you a couple of weeks ago. I was out again at strikes and some other guy was a listener for years and uh, heard me talking and said, you know, I listened to Devo for years and Luby and, uh, you know, just a nice guy. And, you know, you meet a lot of people out and I was like, I'm, yeah, I was on with them. He goes, Oh my God, you're Greek. And just said he enjoyed the show so much every morning. And, uh, you know, what a great job you guys do and your reputation. You know what I mean? Everybody loves you. You guys do a great job and this new venture you got is going good. And, you know, it's, I wish you all the success in the world. Wait till you get my bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we won't be able to pay it, so it won't make it much of a difference to me. I mean, you know, that's the thing about bills. If you can't pay them anyway, you know, who, who cares, right? I just toss them in the it's like, it's like Colorado with Dion. They gave $29 million, <laughs> and then the AD comes out and goes, we don't have the money. What do you make of that whole – I, I was uh, reading a very scathing uh, impression uh, of what took place there with uh, Neon Dion, especially based on that – puff piece they did on uh, Dion on 60 Minutes where he was talking about, yeah. uh, you know, how, how much this HBCU was going to advance uh, all of the opportunities for kids at black universities and uh, historically yeah. black uh, schools uh, and universities. And, uh, you know, like, like at the end, they sort of, you know, suggested, well, if somebody tempted you with a big offer, would you go? And he said, oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was like Joel Osteen <laughs> couldn't have said yes any faster to the Colorado oh, yeah, yeah, job yeah. Than, than prime time. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised he went to Colorado because it's freezing there. I and mean, I was suck. shocked. And, yeah, and the team sucks. But you want to go to a team that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the expectations aren't that high. UCLA and USC are out of there. So who knows? Maybe two, with that portal system. I read last night there's 1,200 kids in the portal system. Jesus. So, I mean, right. for, for, for next year. So, he just got the uh, coach from Alabama. It could take two years or maybe even a year where they're respectable. I mean, next year they go five and six. People think he did a great job. Honestly. Well, he, he did well. I mean, obviously, at uh, Jackson State, yeah. and a lot of people were laughing at that proposition that, uh, well, you know, even though – you know, here he is at a school that you wouldn't have uh, any great expectations for necessarily. Uh, you know, the, the guy uh, managed to uh, bring them to a level that they never even imagined. So, uh, I think you know, who, he who's to say he can't succeed? I really believe if Florida State didn't turn it on the second half, you know, and do very well, he would have ended up at Florida State. Seems I really possible. Do. I think. Yeah. I think that's where ultimately he's going to end up. In a couple years, he'll go to Colorado. Uh, again, Dion is Dion. I mean, you know, he's a great recruiter. Kids love him. Very motivational. You know, he's got a charismatic personality. Who wouldn't want to play for him? Uh, they called right. me last night to say if I want to do play-by-play for Colorado. I said, I'll think about it. Uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> you know, but, I mean, yeah. he, you know, he's the ultimate coach, I mean, right now. And I can't see him staying there. And I love the one thing I thought was great that he said was almost like a marriage. He said, hey, either you quit or they fire you. So yeah. I'm quitting. 
So, I mean, and uh, that's basically yeah, what uh, not not surprising, but all the sanctimonious stuff that he was saying about his dedication and the religiosity uh, aspect of the whole thing, and uh, you know how wonderful I this was, was, and his his personal dedication. I guess uh, the calling card from God changed when it started, you know, to have more dollar signs on it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he really did. You know, Mushnik really slammed this guy. He made him look like uh, he was no better in terms of integrity than than a TV evangelist. So, uh, you know, and and that's kind of how that 60 Minutes piece, I watched that, and and he is very engaging, no question. Even if you're not a Dion fan, you think, wow, this guy's really got something there. And, uh, Uh you know, uh, a a bizarre level of charisma, much like you. Uh, So I guess you can relate, right? Because uh, you would have to say from a charisma standpoint, you're right there with primetime. I don't know about that, but he's a great speaker. He really is. I think the kids feel, and I think he does care about them. And a lot of these kids, when they're, you know, they're growing up in college, they're looking for love, obviously, looking for, you know, somebody who could be a leader to them. And again, Dion achieved what every one of these kids wanted. You know, Florida State, Hall of Fame, NFL, Super Bowl, you know, you want that. So, you know, you always want somebody you can look at as a mentor. And I think he's a great mentor. I did go do good in Colorado. I called my buddy last night. I said, find out what the over-under is in Colorado next year. Bet the over yeah, yeah, they could uh, turn it around very quickly. Uh, I would imagine that'll be inflated some because of uh, uh, Deion Sanders' presence. Uh, I, I was never, uh, I mean, I, as much as I uh, enjoyed watching a guy play, he was an electrifying player, especially when he was returning uh-huh. kicks or uh, in the open field with the ball uh, after uh, an interception. Wasn't, uh, you know, obviously a big tackler. Uh, that was one of the critiques that uh, he did a lot of olays when uh, guys were coming down the sidelines there. And you know, yeah. maybe, uh, you know, he was the last guy that could uh, prevent a score. He, he played baseball as well at a high enough yeah. level. This wasn't Tim Tebow playing ball. I mean, he was a contributor on a, uh, you know, a team that was in the World Series. I, I didn't like it though when he poured that beer on Tim McCarver's head. I, I, I sort of have harbored well. a little bit of resentment. I, I can't go yeah. full bore, uh, you know, hey, primetime is the greatest or whatever. J- just because yeah. I thought that was such a cheesy, uh, you yeah, know, he, a, a he put all the water. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. water on him because McCarver said that he was being selfish. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that wasn't a great thing. Uh, there's no doubt. But again, he's prime time. He don't care. I yeah. mean, a lot of these guys, they just you know that they don't care. They go, what are you going to do to them? I mean, yeah. you know, they're making forty, fifty million a year. All right, you're mad. Sorry, get over it. Uh, but you know, then it's ironic. Years later, Dion gets into broadcasting himself. And then, you know, it's, well, it's, it's like Urban Meyer being right. a broadcaster or, uh, you know, oh, when Nick, that. when Nick takes a microphone, Steve Carlton wanted to become a TV analyst and he never talked to the oh. press. Um, you know, it's funny with Dion is, and people don't realize that he didn't want any of this. I mean, the only reason he got into coaches because the NFL network wouldn't give him money and he walked away. Yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, he was, he uh, good on TV, though. I mean, uh, you know, oh, yeah. and, and look, the guy's been good at anything that he's tried. So uh, you, you have to give him a lot of credit on that front. But uh, I, you know, Pete Rosen yeah. would figure throws a drink in McCarver's face. I, I, I don't know about Deion Sanders, you know, some guy that, uh, you know, would be more inclined he's a good to be dresser. He dresses good, so that's important to <laughs> me. Yeah. Always looks sharp. Good, uh, gold chains, uh, there's no shortage of, of that uh, either. All right, uh, we wish him well, and uh, let's hope uh, that, that he does uh, continue this successful run it does seem like there was a bit of a you know sort of a hypocritical position there since uh, he was just saying like all coaches do when they leave a job right yes. before they've just yes. stated that even nick saban here with the dolphins i'll never go anywhere i love this team and yeah. uh, you know it all turns out to be a bunch of happy boys well, i mean in life too like people have to understand 
and I talk about this a lot, things change when new offers come. If somebody's yeah. interviewing somebody and, and you know, like they said to Dion, you said, hey, you know what? If a top school calls you, if Colorado already had called him, he might have been like, well, you know, it's a different thing. You know, same thing with Saban. Like he said that, then the next day he went. I mean, you know, when you get these new offers every day and they come in for a lot of money, I think nine out of ten people are going to take them. You'd be foolish not to. Yeah. And also, the coach is not in a great situation, Eric, because he knows he's leaving. But uh, at the same yeah. time, you know, you, you can't, uh, you know, before you're uh, about to coach a game, you know, it might be, uh, you know, a critical game there, uh, possible going to the playoffs and, and or, uh, you know, some big ball game and you're going to announce that you're leaving beforehand. Yeah. I mean, even though transparency would be nice, uh, you can't necessarily you're in you're in a very compromising position uh, at that point. All right. Uh, we want to pick some winners. Uh, Greek, how you been hitting them? And we haven't talked for a while, but. Uh, How's it been going in terms of uh, your wagering prowess? Well, last weekend was a good weekend. Uh, a lot of college football, a couple overs that came in, Michigan. Uh, then I like Michigan beating Purdue. I thought that, you know, Purdue with four losses, we, we did talk about that. Uh, I thought U, Utah, USC was going to go over. That happened. Uh, Georgia, another over. Uh, I fell in love with a lot of overs. Uh, that Georgia game was close at the end, though, when they were given 17-18. I know yeah. a lot of my phone friends were sweating it out when it was 50 to 30. But, uh, you know, and I think last night, you know, I think Vegas uh, probably got a new casino because the whole world had the Raiders. <laughs> and, I had the Rams you know. uh, getting six and a hook. And, Did you really? Uh, I, was, I was thrilled. I mean, and, and you're doing all these mathematical permutations and extrapolations as you're trying to figure out if you're going to beat a point spread. It was 16-3. I'm thinking, all right, uh, you know, some token touchdown uh, that Baker Mayfield orchestrates here, puts him at 16-10, and then I need the situation to be, you know, clock running down, maybe make a couple of first downs to Paul when they back, and, you know, I, I, I'm thinking I, I probably lock in here because the final will be 16-10, and I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, Mayfield to go 98 yards with the game-winning touchdown, but that must have smothered anybody that had the Raiders on the money line. I mean, can you imagine? getting beat in that fashion. Yeah, that's the fourth time the Raiders this year has lost the game, leading by 13 points. So, yeah. Yeah, they, insane, uh, they, yeah. They, they're just uh, – I don't think he's a great coach. I don't think that organization's good. Uh, but, yeah, they got some problems. But, I mean, you know, the guy comes off the bench two days, and it's just like the NFL season all year. The things that are supposed to happen don't, and the things that shouldn't happen, like we saw Monday night with Brady – you know, my buddy called me up from Vegas. He had the he had uh, the other side of Brady's thing, Tampa Bay, when they score 14 points. And he's like, "What do you like Thursday? Because this is a winner." I go, "Dude, there's three minutes left. It's never a winner." Yeah. And Brady scores 14 points. Yeah, exactly. It's three minutes. And that that would have been the time exactly, to bet the Buccaneers. So when they were yeah, down 14 exactly, with three minutes to go, exactly. and uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you're a gambler, yeah, they, you know the Saints about to get the ball. Yeah, you never say it's over until it's over. But both games this week, 14-point lead with two, three minutes left. There's no defense. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and like you said, Baker Mayfield went 98 yards. Like Like it was nothing. I mean, there were a couple of uh, penalties that helped, uh, no doubt. Uh, And I don't know that they were bad calls, but uh, certainly didn't, uh, you know, hurt them any. I think even one was on a a play where they would have been uh, facing a fourth down. But – that they managed to uh, work their way down the field and, and score. And, and uh, Kirk Herbstreet actually references uh, during the game, he said that uh, he had been in town longer than Baker Mayfield. 
you know, with a chance, uh, you know, to uh, learn the Rams offense. So uh, that, that was pretty impressive on the one side. And again, almost fatal. If you're Josh McDaniels, yeah. you have to wonder how snake bit you are as a head coach. If you're McDaniels, yeah. first tenure I failed. And, and then uh, this one uh, isn't going so well. Uh, and uh, I don't know how much patience the uh, Raiders are going to have, but uh, you would think he doesn't get it uh, turn around by next year. Yeah. I think the Dutch boy likes him. So, yeah. you know, the Dutch boy. I think he likes him. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was sitting there last night with Ice Cube hanging out, writing rap songs. Uh, yeah. You know, he's not the old man. No way. No way. I mean, that apple felt far from the tree. Uh, <laughs> uh, he seems really, like a likable guy, this Mark Davis, to be, uh, you know, I mean, I, I saw a piece. Maybe this was like the uh, 60 Minutes piece on, uh, on yeah, primetime where yeah. you couldn't help but like the guy. But uh seemed like a decent guy. And I like him because he's a boxing fan. He, he's always at, uh, you know, you, you'll see him uh, in the front row. You, you know, obviously easily distinguishable with that stupid haircut. Because uh, there, yeah. there is nobody else in the – imagine you have a haircut that nobody else in the world has. Right, the old Buster Brown haircut. Yeah, retired in like the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> you know, about, he was at a game. He was uh, some girl was in his skybox who was like a a big dancer in Vegas at a, an adult club, and uh, they were talking about it. Like, how did she get in the thing? And he goes, "Oh, I don't know. She was a friend." <laughs> <laughs> she was a friend. No, I, I kind of like the way this guy rolls. I mean, uh, obviously, it probably helped him a great deal to be in the inheritance business, but uh, yeah. you know, a. He seemed like a reasonably interesting guy, not not afraid to poke fun at himself. And, uh, you know, I sort of uh, took a, a little bit of a liking uh, to uh, Mark Davis, whereas before all we saw him as was a punching bag for jokes about yeah. that hair. All right. Well, what do you have this week, uh, Greek? Uh, what are you looking at? Uh, what are you going to unload on? I got to tell you, the Jets getting 10 from Buffalo. I like the Jets with that defense. Uh, wow. I, I think they keep it close. I know it's not a popular pick. I mean, the game everybody's talking about, and it's been a lot of these all year, is how is Minnesota given two? How is Detroit given Minnesota two? Just when they got that. ten wins, and Minnesota's got, I mean, you know, and Detroit's got five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, Campbell a couple of weeks ago, you thought he might end up in a Florida Turnpike directing traffic. <laughs> 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 I just made him because a crosswalk, uh, you know, got three in a row or something. They played yeah. really well. Yeah, no, they're playing good. Uh, they're a good over team, uh, so I would bet the over in that game. And then I think the I think the Eagles spank the Giants. I think they take that turnpike ride, and I think they just spank them. Yeah. Uh, the Giants are, you know, they're not a good team. I'm sorry to say it for Giant fans, they're just not. And you stop Barkley, you stop them. And I think that Hurts uh, and them got too many weapons. So I, I like the Eagles, I like the Jets, and I like the over in Detroit game. All right, so uh, you're mostly all New York, or in, uh, or, or you know involved in New York games, and then uh, the over in the Detroit game, which uh, seems uh, like you know, I mean, uh, would be a logical bet, right? Detroit scores points; uh, their offense yeah. uh, has been uh, really, really effective all year long. Uh, you could easily make the case, Greek, that they are the best five-win team in the NFL. No. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, that five wins. <laughs> I don't want to even say that. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, there's so many analogies I could come up yeah. with. But for that, I mean, you know, it's like saying the girl dancers are the best ones that are on the yes. day shift at the strip club. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah. I, you should have seen me last night. I busted my ass. I had to work at Monroe's for the calendar signing 2023. And I had to introduce January, February, March, and April. Oh, what a night. 
That must have been tough. Gotta tell you, I worked yeah, hard. That's, that's a nice, uh, nice third of the year there. That, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> they wanted me to kick off the year. <laughs> it's beautiful it's thing, Michael's year. Michael's year 2023. <laughs> is it an automatic? I mean, is there any kind of you know scandalous stuff going on there with the judges and the uh, people that are uh, competing? No, uh, or is no, this was just the unveiling of the uh, various girls associated with the given month. This is the unveiling. Oh, okay. Yeah, this total is unveiling. I mean, uh, what to what <laughs> level of unveiling did they go? I mean, pasties, g-string. What what are we talking about here? You know, ba- you know, they were there. Let me put it this way: it's the I said it on the microphone. It's the de- it's the year of Michael Jordan, two thousand twenty-three. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to be like Mike. <laughs> uh, Miss March agree. was not. She was very nice. I said, uh, you know, March Madness. Give me a call. See what happens. Yeah, exactly. You're one of those guys, though, and it goes through the calendar of, like, hot babes, whatever it happens to be, whether it's Hooters or, uh, you know, in this case, uh, Monroe's, uh, the fine steakhouse. No more for their steaks, right? And uh, than most strip clubs, let's put it that way. And, uh, and and you just go, like, there were baseball cards. Got them, got them, got them, need them, got them. <laughs> I love You're that. Crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. You're crazy. I hope I see right, you trying to get to Stay out of trouble. Yeah. Love you guys. We love you, Greek. We'll be right back. Thanks, Greek, man. We love you. Great. Remember that, love the uh, baseball card checklist? Did you ever uh, go through that, Louie? It was yes. probably not as popular. In oh, your, no, uh, I love cards. Of, I, was, I was uh, collecting cards from, like, birth until I was, like, a teenager. Did uh, you do it? The got them, got them, got them. I never looked at the checklist, but you would look at, like, other people's cards because you would trade cards. I never flipped them. I don't know what you people did, but. We oh, we did cards. all kinds. Of, I mean, it, it was a source of uh, gambling, uh, you know, capital. That uh, was right up there with anything, including cash. And, and the sad thing was, what we didn't know is we were flipping like two thousand yeah, dollar baseball cards, exactly, <laughs> flushing them down the sewer. <laughs> yeah, you guys are stupid. I say my cards are putting them in the shit. spokes of our bicycles, uh, you know, so that they would make like a clicking sound, uh, holding them with uh, clothespins that uh, you had just dropped your mother's fur coat on the floor of the closet. She would, uh, you know, curiously say. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> that was that voice, right? Your mom your was mother a had. Have fun, boy. <laughs> Jeff. Your mom. Like, oh fuck! She found the, not only the Playboy but the racing form <laughs> under my pillow at six. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, to be a degenerate, Louie. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in your blood. I don't think you guys can help it out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the professor, unfortunately, is a scratch. Yeah, he's having technical difficulties this morning. And he did a big board, and he was hinting at uh, some things to me uh, It yesterday. had to be some grinder uh, swapping. There was a grinder. Oh. There was some grinder discussion. He was not happy. He's like, look, you know, I give crap to one, the one side. Well, it's the other side's turn. He's like, that was one of the worst trades ever. I'm like, yeah, Devon and I were talking about how it's one of the worst trades in sports history. <laughs> it really is. I mean, uh, you know, there have been a couple of times. The Yankees used to own the uh, Kansas City A's. Like, mm-hmm. like the A's were a veritable farm club, yeah. including when, when they made the Roger Maris deal. I, I think if you look, they were like, there was an 80-year-old Bob Serve was uh, involved in the trade. <laughs> now, now, Maris, uh, you know, this is sort of similar. A lot of people think one of the worst trades in baseball history, and it turned out to be that way. What was the uh, Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Lou Brock for Ernie Brolio. But if you go back and track it in history, Brock did not blossom as, as the player that he became, the Hall of Famer, the brilliant ball player that he was, until he got to St. Louis. So yeah. He was like a 260 hitter with the Cubs and had not established. I mean, uh, obviously, he, he had this uh, inherent speed, but 
uh, he, he had not shown that he was going to be this uh, monumental, uh, you know, a tremendous leadoff hitter and catalyst for anything good that happened to the world champion Cardinals, including Game 7 with Bob Gibson. I mean, Luke Brock was as much a part of anything good that happened to them. But uh, Ernie Brolio was coming off a 20-win season with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. He goes to the Cubs and uh, bombs out. I, I think he might have had one so-so year. And then Brock goes on to have uh, just uh, an unreal career. And, uh, you know, what was one of the most exciting players ever to suit up in any baseball uniform, uh, regardless of city or team. And uh, people think that was really lopsided. But but this is as lopsided a trade as you could possibly make if you were going to look at it from, uh, you know, not necessarily. I mean, you have to cross over and, uh, you know, look at it, uh, you know, from a little bit of a different viewpoint because it's not a straight up basketball player for a basketball player. But Brittany Griner for Victor Boot. My God. The Merchant of Death. Yes, yes. What do I mean? The movie with uh, Nick Cage about the arms dealer dude is about him, and they went nice. Supposedly, he's way worse. Yeah, yeah. Like, he wrote movie. it. Victor Booth wrote Supposedly it while he was Supposedly, he's in the worse. <laughs> like, he, he sort of had some, you know, um, conscience. The, the, the Putin he people, doesn't. when they made the exchange, did you see the little clip there? Yeah, in they the, did the slam dunk. Uh, you know, airport. <laughs> they were spiking the football. Yeah. <laughs> The U.S. guys were like, uh, okay, we got like a WNBA player back here. Uh, yeah, exactly. It changes nothing. <laughs> like, and Boot, my God. He was already on the phone. Everybody was welcoming this guy. I mean, Putin himself, I think, was uh, sitting there on the tarmac, no? Yeah, was Couldn't like wait the- to get this guy in his arms. And the, the hugs were a lot more, uh, you know, more emboldened and, uh, you know, uh, and more, uh, I, I guess, uh, what would you say? Emphatic. Uh, yeah, I mean, the excitement factor, uh, you know, on one side well, was far greater than it was uh, on Brittany Griner coming back. Uh, very, I mean, uh, an impossible. Well, we're making fun of it in a way, but uh, obviously, look, nobody deserves to have happened what, what no, was happening. No. Griner was already incarcerated for like 10 months. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the, this Paul Whalen thing, I mean, uh, you, your heart has to bleed for this man, no? Just because uh, what would it take to get him out of there oh, if no, this fucked. didn't work? Yeah, he's who knows. I don't think they're going to let it go, and now the pressure is going to be on from the right. Which fine, I guess it works. So this reeks of Brian out, Cashman, but... doesn't it? Like, I mean, what do you do? Do you buy your way out of this thing? You're still paying Hideki Nomo. I mean, uh, you know, Hideki Rabu. <laughs> Nomo. No, they might be paying Nomo too. For all I know, they're paying every Japanese guy. I mean, they're just sending money to Japan, the Yankees. <laughs> After the Arabu deal. My God. And this guy gets a new five-year contract. Incredible. All right. Uh, we're coming back with more. We're going to have Mark Lawrence uh, in the next hour. Mike Mayo, the Gambling Gourmet. And uh, we'll get into some selections on the, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, Mark's ready to pick some ball games for us. I guess we could sort of table that until next week. Well, when do we start up? Uh, December 16th? Friday. What are next we at Friday. Today? The night. Next Friday is the beginning of bowl season. Yeah. Next Friday. Uh, we do have the Army-Navy game, which yeah, uh, I'm inclined to go ahead and lay the points with Navy. What do you think, Luke? Lay the I, I points know. with Navy. I don't think under, it's a lot of points. Someone's saying under, even though the line's like 32. <laughs> the over-under is 32. Both teams, I mean, obviously run this, uh, you know, stupid wishbone offense, off triple it. option, uh, you know, reminds you of what? Georgia Tech, yep. uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska back in the day. Uh, nobody runs this offense anymore. Why is that? Is it possible? You it would boring. think that uh, so many that signed up for the uh, service, uh, the military academy, and the training that you get there could throw a football, no? You would think. The Air Force always aired it out. The Air Force always went to 12 Well, they're opposite. the Air Force. So that makes some sense, right? <laughs> there you go. 
They get like Don Coriel, uh, you know, to uh, design the offense. But wh- why are these two uh, service academies, why do they stick with this uh, garbage offense that they run? Uh, which, uh, you know, if they get behind again, you know, when they do take on some of the heavyweights of college football, they're very nobly so. Unfortunately, as a patsy in those uh, situations when they're going against like Alabama or uh, Notre Dame or, uh, you know, some of these big schools. And uh, once they get behind by seven points, it's over. <laughs> Although uh, Navy, because they control the football as long as they do, uh, they're able to keep scores they close. They stay in games. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that was true. I, I, I didn't follow uh, any Army results. No. You know, with the same, uh, you know, the same interest, uh, let's say, the same financial interest that I did uh, some of the Navy results this year where I had to book a couple of games. Getting Navy and a lot of points, and they covered in both uh, two or three uh, of the circumstances that I had them in. So, anyway, we have that. Now, John Feinstein kind of gave us a great uh, illuminating perspective on the Army-Navy game, and he wrote a book about it. And so uh, I used to think, wow, what a dull fucking game to watch. Army-Navy was on, like watching the Lions on Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Until recently, when they became a little bit more exciting. At least that's a you know a good thing about Dan Campbell. He has a little bit of a spark there with that Lions team. And after the owner, uh, whatever the uh, latest uh, heir that's still alive from the uh, Ford family, I think it's uh, yeah, William a William Clay Ford? Oh, there's a woman now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think William Clay is, uh, you know, sucking some clay right now. I'm not sure. <laughs> I want to say dead on William Clay Ford, dead or alive. That's a that's a good one to You're put right. up there. Sheila Firestone Ford. No, that's a combo. Sheila Fire, Firestone. She Ford. married into the Firestone yeah. family. I don't know Sheila Ford Hamp. Is, oh, she married into the uh, Ford family from being a Firestone. Maybe, maybe. Are you kidding me? Oh my Holy God! Andy Granatelli. What a combo. Think about that. She's no, no. She's a descendant of both the Ford and Firestone family. You talk about wow, that's a inheritance business. Good for her. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like my mother always used to say, it's just as easy to fall in love with a rich girl. Is it? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends what level you consider that you're exactly. falling in love at, right? Like, uh, if you don't give a flying one like most people do, uh, <laughs> may, why not uh, be with somebody that has money, no? But uh, that that's sensational. I mean, uh, how do you go wrong if that uh, that's your... Uh, that's your heritage there. That's your lineage. That, I don't know. Uh, she you, you are part of the up. <laughs> heir to the Firestone and the Ford fortunes. Yes, yes. And she's running a football. She's running the Lions. And, and she gave, uh, she gave our, our man Campbell a, a vote of confidence uh, when, when the team was uh, like staggering and said, nope, Dan's our man. And after that, they uh, went on a uh, like a four-game winning streak. So It was uh, actually the first vote of confidence in history that worked. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that never happens, right? They it's actually won after. <laughs> Usually, the guy's fired within thirty-five minutes. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Uh, we should do uh, some kind of a study of uh, what of happens confidence. to people the immediate aftermath of getting a vote of confidence in sports. What do you mean? For us, I was told like two weeks before that they loved what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are safe. Nothing's happening to you guys. Oh, really? I was never told that. I uh, don't know. To I, I always felt like we were on thin ice in that place. I felt like the program director barely tolerated what we were doing and I was seething every time we turned on a microphone. No, just sitting there in the office listening, going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but didn't want to come down there because they weren't paying us any money directly. We were generating all of our own capital and it was a nice little system. Took a while to catch, but, uh, you know, once we had it going. We had it rolling at the end. <laughs> it was good. Every word we were saying was sponsored by somebody different. Oh, my God. 
It's fantastic. Now, you know, it got to the point of being, you know, borderline obnoxious, did it not? Uh, yes. Where, uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, couldn't utter a word without mentioning a sponsor. But uh, that's the way we treat our people because we, we love them. We like to incorporate them right into the show, infuse them right into the show, like we do with Hylia Park, baby. See, look at you, right on cue. <laughs> Pop up the picture. <laughs> Good time yesterday on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Our thanks yes, to Dave Gurgles Gurgly for uh, being the master of ceremonies there. He does a great job for us. And uh, the people at Hylia Park, they want to welcome you for the holidays, and they are going to make you feel like you are in that holiday spirit from the minute. I, I, I don't even know if you have to walk through the door to get into that spirit. I mean, uh, I kind of get that vibe once I park my car. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I'm thinking, hey, look at this. I can park pretty close here. I don't have to pay any money. Uh, I yep. could use the valet if I want to, but uh, I'm more inclined. I want to ease into the casino scene there. Just uh, walk up there, and then you walk through the door there, and then, wham, oh, man, it's Viva Las Vegas. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love it there. Uh, the Mustang, uh, you know, who's very particular about her casino environments, finds that to be among her, if not her absolute favorite. And we do go to a lot of different casino destinations, including coming up. You think the gourmet might have some dining tips for me for this uh, upcoming trip to the Bahamas? Are you like, going to Nassau? You go? You're doing Nassau, right? We were we were there a few years Nassau. ago. Nassau. We had a good time and? there. What did you find? The rum cake is great. The food is really cool. The people were great. Local yeah. restaurants? What did, what did you... Uh, yeah, yeah. You well, know. Shirley's not one... Because I was like, NASA. Like, who goes... Because she had been all over the world. She had never been to NASA. She was super excited. I'm like, NASA's not... I don't think you understand what NASA is. Well, she made it a destination. We went to, like, the rum distillery. We went to some cigar things. See, I'm going to do none of that. I know. Well, I know. You're fact. you. <laughs> yeah. There's a sports book there, and there's a race book there. And, uh, you know, casino games, I've kind of backed off, although they may have a couple that I, I do enjoy playing. So I might get involved there. But uh, other than that, uh, do you think I'll see the pool? What's the over-under? Number of times that I'll tell the Mustang, hey, I'll join you. I'll meet you at the pool and never get there. What do you think? I would say five. You'll see it. I don't think you'll yeah. ever go. <laughs> if the room has a view of the pool, that'll be as close as I get to the pool. Uh, now, the ocean is supposed to be, like, also yeah, nice. right there as part of the grounds. So there is a half a shot that I go out there and rent a jet ski, which uh, where do they get these wave runners from in the Bahamas? Like, from what other country were they already, like, put out the pasture? Cause, uh, and they come, like, as an armada, right? Uh, like, like uh, straight across. You'll see these guys coming from some other part of uh, the Bahamas, and they'll bring, like, 20 wave runners, none of which uh, run without, uh, you know, emitting, uh, you know, a gaseous uh, material that uh, you would think could trigger a volcanic eruption in Hawaii. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And you think, I'm going to rent this and ride around on that in the water? you got to be kidding me. And they'll let you go anywhere, too. They don't care. It's not like one of these things where, you know, you only have, like, a little circular area there, and you feel like a bug that had one wing pulled off, and you're just, you know, riding around in a circle. So, because uh, I remember, uh, I, I told you the story, I think. I was on a cruise. We stopped in Nassau, and uh, I, I'm uh, renting a wave runner with Rob Conrad at the time with the Miami oh. Dolphins, former Syracuse guy. And Conrad and I decide, hey, let's uh, let's just take off here. And uh, literally, we came back like three hours later. We, we got completely lost. <laughs> wow! Not at sea, but we ended up like uh, like in the lane of some uh, you know battleships or something that were uh, you know on maneuvers down there. And uh, you know, th- and we came back like a few hours later, and the guy he very uh, you know uh, generously offered uh, you know to let us go if we only came up with another hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> <laughs> We told him he was crazy, gave him 50, and said, uh, thank you very much. Have a nice day. And that was it. So uh, what, what do you think, though? Dining in the Bahamas. Uh, oh, it's good. Uh, now, it's good. did he let you off the grounds if you're staying in a comp room at, at Atlantis? Are you allowed off the grounds? 
<laughs> Do they let you off the ground? <laughs> no, they shackle you. I think they you. chain you. They <laughs> shackle you to a slot machine. So you're going to play. Believe me. We could have had some high roller in here, and uh, you're going to come in here and bet a couple of horses to Forrest? Right? How do you say get the fuck out of here with a Bahamian accent? Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. All right, Mark Lawrence coming up uh, in just a few minutes here on the show. And a gambling gourmet, Mike Mayo, who uh, today we break some new ground here with uh, Mike Mayo's Lunchbox, as uh, later on today we'll be at Gulfstream Park. And uh, looking very much forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and uh, we did want to finish by saying, hey, make your plans during the holidays to get to Hylia Park. A great, great place. Did I deviate into a couple you of other things? Whole thing, which is fine. I was going to say because Bahamas made me think of Hylia. The food was really good around the area. There's a lot of a great yeah. vibe. And I always feel like that when I'm at Hylia. Well done. All right. See, you know how to bail the old man out. That's great. <laughs> It always feels like a party. You're not like whenever the minute I get into the parking lot, like yeah, I just feel okay. You this is going to be fun. Getting that vibe going, man. <laughs> it's not kind of nice. Like every place has its uh, you know individual vibe. If you're going to an entertainment destination, yep, and yep. this one is very festive, man. Yep. But that kind of Latin flavor to it, uh, you know, where you, you just can't help it. Even if you can't dance a lick like me, Start you you can bust a couple of Jewish moves there. But uh, me. <laughs> I mean, you would think I was the most uncoordinated individual. <laughs> How I ever played drums or any kind of sports at any reasonable level, uh, beyond comprehension if you saw me dance. Yeah, you would have there. to think that there was were, some, some kind of the, brain damage. No? You were on the goddamn drums that day, and you were like Tito Puente Jr., Puente right? Jr. I was right there with Tito Puente, <laughs> wasn't I? Yeah, that's what Hialeah Park will do for you. That's what happens, and that was part of a Hialeah party that uh, we were uh, fortunate enough to attend because uh, anything they do, it just makes you feel good. That, that's kind of should be their slogan, no? Anything that happens here, it's going to make you feel good. Yep. That's Hialeah Park. Uh, check them out. Uh, they're going to have all kinds of holiday special events going on and, uh, you know, uh, no doubt dining opportunities and things uh, that can make for a great Christmas and uh, New Year's Eve. Imagine New Year's Eve there. Whoa. That would be beautiful. So uh, check out all that out on their website, HialeahPark.com. Or uh, their Facebook page, great thing to join up on and uh, just click on uh, and become a member of the uh, Facebook page that they have, which also gives you all this information and insight into what's happening at beautiful Hylia Park. All right, we're coming back. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com, uh, one of our favorites, going to be with us here today. Apologize for the scratch of the professor. I'm sure he's as disappointed as uh, we are that uh, he, he couldn't make it on a show due to Internet failure. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is good, too, because uh, the fact that you have been informed that that was the reason means that he was actually up and ready to go. Yes. No, he he let me know. That's why I said, thanks for letting me know. I'm like, we can figure out another way. He's like, no, I'd rather it only be done the way it's supposed to be. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but it, it's brilliant. It really is. I mean, uh, the professor's big board, I think, is one of the great segments. That's great. Yeah, I mean, and, and if we can make money riding on somebody else's coattails at this point in life, Obviously. fantastic. I think that's, that's going <laughs> to blow up the around the country <laughs> with this new venture that supposedly is going to be happening. And, and it's a different jack, my friend. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're both, both are pieces of work, but one's better than the other. <laughs> it's hard to explain, both of these guys. It really is. That I'm putting my faith in. Uh, we'll I, I do have more faith in this one than I, I, I was originally optimistic about the other deal there, but the guy turned out to be eh. useless. Yes. Soon as somebody tells you, mention my name more often during a broadcast, like and they're like a behind the scenes person. Yeah, it's not good. Then you realize, uh, you know, let me decide to uh, go <laughs> exactly. ahead and do that. 
If you have to tell me to mention your name every five minutes with a text message while I'm on the air, then uh, I'm probably going to ignore that, right? Thinking that you're a bit of a schmink. I don't want to say that now. It's not uh, after the fact bitterness. It just happened to be, you know, very sure. annoying process there. And what, rule of thumb, man. Uh, the great Don Cox. Remember Cox on the radio? Yes, yes, yes. May he rest Legend. in peace. Yeah. Checked out uh, at a fairly young age, but was doing a little bit too much of the coca leaf and a lot of other stuff. Uh, but uh, a great guy and, and, and brilliant. And he really knew that he taught me a lot about the business. Uh, he, he really did. And, and he said, well, rule number one, rule of thumb number one for management in, in any kind of media business is don't freak the talent. Yep. While they're on the air. Yep. Don't come in waving and doing all kinds of shit, no matter what's going on. Like during a Jeter interview. I mean, what, what was that? Come in here, program director making a face. Like, I like I don't know where I'm going in an interview, Will Luby. As, <laughs> uh, you know, haphazardly as you think we conduct our business on the show, I have a pretty good idea where I'm going with this stuff. Right? I don't I don't plan out everything because sometimes you get onto something that you weren't anticipating, and that makes that makes for a good interview, no? Yes. If you can pursue that. But uh, we know what we're doing with Jeter. What's he on, uh, you know, the uh, show to do? He's on the show to say, hey, you know what? In five years, we're going to turn this thing around. I'm dedicated. We know we're going to get that out of him. So we try to get a couple of other things, make it interesting. And uh, next thing you know, they're they're on the red phone to the program director. What is this talk about Steinbrenner? (laughs) How could you do an interview with Derek Jeter and and not mention George Steinbrenner? My God, these people, unbelievable. Don't freak the talent. That was Don Cox, and he was absolutely right about that. All right, uh, we're going to try and uh, get you some winners here. I love listening to this man no matter what, win or lose. Yes, sir. And uh, Usually on a winning side, always with an underdog, and that would be uh, the great one himself, Mr. Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. World Championship handicapper coming up here. He would love Hylia Park. I know he does. Likes to play the ponies, too, uh, a little bit. And uh, maybe he'll join us out there later on at Gulfstream Park for the uh, Mike Mayo Lunchbox. Uh, Mark Lawrence of PlaybookSports.com coming up in just a minute here on the Defoe Show. Now that. It's time. It's 8.16. Hey, folks. Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices. And a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa 
at 954-809-8752. Would you? Mark Lawrence, burial last night with the hook, the dagger right there in the small of my back. That hook did me in again. I should know better. What would happen to you? We've asked you this before. If you actually were giving points in a ball game, would you be able to live with yourself or look yourself in the mirror the next day? <laughs> I would probably be ordering my last meal at the same time. <laughs> there is nothing better than Defo. It's now time for the Defo Show. All right, welcome back to the show. A uh, degenerate Friday here on South Florida Live, the Defo Show. Jeff DeForest and um, a... Uh, you, you would have to say you, you could put Luby in the category of at least being a quasi-degenerate here because he does understand what the mission is. And uh, that, in most people's cases, is to separate yourself from your money. But uh, <laughs> this is why we're here, to try and uh, help make amends for all of the tough losses, the tough beats. You had the Saints on the money line the other night. I understand. I, I feel your pain. Uh, and, and this is a gentleman who might have been inclined to have that wager. And, uh, you know, it would have been logical all the way through. And then sometimes you, you have to just face a tough beat and you end up punching a hole in the sports book wall. But uh, this man's had more victories with underdogs than anybody we know and is a world championship handicapper in his own right. Uh, Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Uh, good to have you back on the show, Mark. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Depot. How are you doing? I hope uh, everything's well with you and your world and the ball is bouncing your way these days. Well, I, I'm, I'm loving those Baker Mayfield commercials again. Uh, we can't even think of what it is that he's endorsing when he was sleeping at the stadium. But uh, I, I think he's going to have a cot, you know, at SoFi after uh, last night's game. And, um, you know, this was one of those things that, that makes it great to be a gambler and, and a degenerate and, and also creates the kind of anxiety where you need a cardiologist on call at all times. And or you may just uh, do what I did last night at the Panther game and literally be gargling with salt to clog up your arteries because yeah. uh, I'm hoping at 16-3 that Baker Mayfield somehow gets a token touchdown while eating up enough time on the clock to make it prohibitive for the Raiders to uh, really need to score. Maybe just uh, be in a situation where they grind out a couple of first downs, and, and it looked like that was what was going to happen. Well, we get the touchdown, now within six and a half. You're praying the guy doesn't uh, you know, miss the extra point. He boots it right through like a champ. 16-10, about three minutes to go. Raiders have the football. It looks like they have like a third and one that they're going to just grind out a first down here and then have no real incentive to put any more points on the board, and you're going to win. And in a million years, I would have never anticipated that that game would not only uh, you know continue to go my way, but that you would get an outright victory after they got the ball on the two-yard line with about a minute 30 to go. Incredible. With a quarterback that had just arrived in town, I mean, uh, like on, on the last train in. Uh, and, and had no chance to really uh, get any kind of a grasp of the offense. But that that's what makes gambling great. I mean, imagine you had the Raiders on the money line in that game, which you would never would have because they were favored in that by six and a hook. Yeah, it was uh, bizarre to say the least. In fact, when I watched the game, I actually turned it off uh, when they were up 16-10, and I was rather stunned oh, yeah? when I read this morning Yeah, and saw the Twitter replay of what Mayfield did. Uh, you know, he never did that any other place he was at, but uh, <laughs> you know, he maybe, maybe not maybe even college. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, not even college. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's right there with, uh, with one of the worst bad beats of the season for sure. But I think you have to maybe agree that the worst bad beat this football season was the Miami Dolphins game against Houston uh, just after Thanksgiving when they were up 30 to nothing at the half. Yeah. And their team total, Miami's team total was 30 and a half for the Dolphins oh my God. to score 30 and a half points in that game. 
then you know what they did. Yeah, obviously they pulled the starters in the third score. quarter. They didn't score a yeah. point exactly. So you're sitting there at over thirty and a half. You're up. You got thirty points at the half. You're looking for the rocking chair, and you end up in the hospital. I mean, unbelievable! <laughs> it's unbelievable. I saw him on uh, Scott Van Pelt uh, brought up, uh, which uh, I, I think is one of the great atrocities of all time in terms of uh, proposition bets and over-unders. And uh, we were talking about it the other day on a show uh, where uh, Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, had an over-under number of 32.5 yards rushing in the uh, championship game uh, that, that they played against Utah. So he's got about 20 yards uh, already early in the first quarter, and he rips off like a 50-something yard run. So now he's at like 72, and you're still in the first quarter of the game. Uh, and, oh and 32 and a half. I mean, imagine if you, if you passed out on the couch and woke up the next day and saw that after being sacked 100 times uh, subsequent to his uh, hamstring injury where he became immobile, <laughs> he actually lost like 50 yards uh, worth of uh, rushing yardage total and, and ended up on the last sack of the game with like five seconds to go. He loses five yards and falls under 32 in a hook and ends up with like 31 yards rushing. <laughs> that, oh that's yeah, impossible. That you, you can't lose from that far ahead, can you, uh, Mark Lawrence? It seems. No, you know, no, it's, it, uh, that, that's bizarre to say the least. You know, you're going to give back 50 rushing yards from that point moving forward with a yeah. quarterback that's really mobile to begin with. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, goodness, maybe Fran Tarkin then uh, got hit by, you know, one of those 60-yard losses when he used to run, you know, backwards like he was playing soccer and kick it to the goalie, which, which I, I really – I love this, Mark Lawrence. I read the cup of coffee this morning, and I'm so happy to get it every morning from playbooksports.com, and you had World Cup Insight going. Are you guys handicapping World Cup action at playbooksports.com? Well, I, I, I'm not handicapping it per se, but uh, I've got a, a fellow who was a – he's a horse race beat writer – uh, his name is Bob Roberts, uh, and he, he wrote for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, followed the ponies, the rail bird, they called him. And he's a huge, huge uh, soccer fan. And what he does is he ghost writes for me soccer on the websites, on some of the sites that I appear on. So I let him do the grunt work. I take the credit. But uh, Bob knows soccer inside and out. And uh, I just love conversing back and forth with him about this World Cup and what's going on with it. And I'm a big fan of it. You, you sort of you don't watch it for four years and then it gets here and all of a sudden you become uh, engaged in it. And uh, it's, it's really nice to see. So now we're down to what I mentioned on the website here today, the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Um, do my Croats have a chance? Croatia? Croats? Uh I, I, that, I, I bet I bet I bet them every year, you know, every four years to uh, win a World Cup. Uh, so far, time? that's uh, well, been uh, a fairly fruitless endeavor. But uh, but they they do they do seem to you know make a run. You know, like the last time they were they were right there. Did they get to the semifinals, Croatia? I'm not sure. Well, I know that coming into this World Cup, they were one of the sleeper teams. You know, the teams to watch. And uh, you know, here they are in the quarters. And you know, if you if you're good enough to be mentioned as a sleeper team and make it to the quarters. Anything can happen here. It's just like making the playoffs. Once you get in, like the Cincinnati Bengals did last year, anything can happen. And uh, uh, I'll be pulling for the Croats, knowing that uh, they're your team. That's that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we have the imaginary uh, Croatian uh, sports bar in uh, Davy that we uh, you know have referenced many many years uh, here on the show, Nikita's. Which um, I'm not even sure. Mike Mayer would know this. He actually sent me a picture of something that would be of Croatian. Uh, you know, a culinary uh, you know, uh, descent there, I guess you would call it. But uh, and, and he says, uh, by the way, Bob Roberts, Mike Mayo says, Bob Roberts is a great guy, uh, a, a brilliant human being. 
and to say hello to him uh, for you. So a- anyway, that's great. I mean, you cover all bases, Mark Lawrence. So uh, let's get into it. I don't know. Is it too early to uh, – I'm not sure if you're uh, going to get into this Army-Navy game, but uh, is it too early to get into the college bowl games uh, on the show? Do you want to wait till next week on that? Well, we'll wait for next week. We're putting our college bowl guide together right now as we're speaking here, and I'll have that probably ready on Monday. Okay. Uh, you know, but, uh, but, you know, there's one bizarre stat that maybe you might want to sleep on between now and when the bowl games begin. And I've never seen anything like it before. It's how poorly the PAC 12 has played in the bowl games, especially of late the last 24 games that they've been in a bowl game and their opponent had a season ending win. PAC 12 teams are one and 23 against the spread in wow. those games. Yeah, and there'll be five of them playing this year. So, you know, keep an eye out for that particular trend. Uh, I think you can grind those five teams out into at least a profit, maybe cash uh, three three of those five games this, this particular season. You mentioned the Army-Navy game. Not a lot to talk about there other than the fact that uh, it's been 16 consecutive unders in a row in that series. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, they just, you know, they bore you to death. Uh, the nation's, uh, and I was really stunned to hear this. That's this is the most popularly watched viewed game in college football all season long. The Army Incredible Navy for game. me. Uh, really? I think that. Yes, yes. That's one it, I can give an El Paso on. I mean, never. as patriotic as I am, as much as I love being a red blooded American, never watched Love game. this country. Uh, you know, uh, regardless of what happened here, uh, you know, during the uh, previous administration, um, you know, still love it. I mean, we're able to turn things around. That's what makes America great, uh, and. Yet, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's routinely been the most boring game, as you said, Mark. <laughs> the over-under is set at 32 and a hook. I mean, they can't make a number low enough to entice people to bet overs in this game. No, it's because they just flat out don't get there. You know, they just run and ball at each other, pound it down each other's throat. You look up, and all of a sudden, there's less than a minute remaining in the game. Yeah. Uh, what you do have, I think, from a betting perspective today, though, uh, with a little bit of value would be uh, I'm going to look at uh, – I'm going to the Army side taking points in the game, just given the fact that, well, number one, they did open up the favorite and went quickly, quickly the Navy, the favorite. But revenge is huge in the Army-Navy battles. And Army has the revenge from last year when they lost as a seven-point favorite the Navy. And this is sort of ironic. Uh, take it for what it is, but it's it's pretty neat stat. In the years that Army and Navy have played and the commander-in-chief trophy was not in play, meaning that Air Force had already wrapped that up, uh, when they played in football games like this, the totals in the game have been 30 or less combined short scoring points for totals in that game, which goes again, leads to the, uh, the, the trend of the dead unders in the series, but also the dog in that game, in those same, same plays in that situation has won the money five straight times in a row. Give me you army plus when, the point. Yeah. Oh, so you're, 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 you're going to go ahead and take the points with the uh, army. Uh, in this yes, thing, uh, and, and do you think? Uh, do you have an opinion on the over under on this? Uh, I, you know, I know you have the over under tip sheet. Uh, I would imagine they have a play. Well, I would. I would. I'm certainly not going to jump in front of a, a 16 and 0 freight train on the yeah. track. That's. Uh, and I'm going to try and divert that train. I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, the question here is: Is there value in playing that? And I guess if uh, it being degenerate Friday, maybe they, you know they, <laughs> it might be the day to go do that. It doesn't take <laughs> as much encouragement as you think with our audience, uh, Mark Lawrence, as uh, you're probably well aware of, due, due to the uh, you know the nature of uh, interest that your subscribers have in your service, which is phenomenal. At PlaybookSports.com, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's like you walk by a roulette wheel, you know, and you see like 16 straight red numbers have come in. So, you know, you, you reach in your pocket, pull out a stick and put it on black and then red comes in again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're thinking, you know, uh, the previous, uh, you know, uh, spins had uh, arbitrary, you know, results and no impact on the, on the next one even though the law of averages would, would uh, tend to make you think that obviously a black number was due. Uh, you know, so you're thinking an over is due here after 16 years. Imagine you're the guy that's been uh, playing it all along, thinking that over has to come soon. <laughs> and you're owing 16, uh, which, uh, you know, is not, not necessarily a good position to be gambling from. No, as you well know, that the probability of uh, of that black hang coming up is only 50-50 at that point, regardless yeah. of what happened in the past, right? So, yeah. uh, but many people have found it out the hard way, to say the least. <laughs> I always love when some rapper walks up to the wheel and, you know, he takes a look at it and then he whips out like 20 grand in cash and puts it on the number. And then, uh, you know, he was ready to kill somebody after, uh, you know, here it is uh, right there in red seven. It bounces right out of 13 black in the red seven and the guy is out 20 dimes but doesn't seem to care. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else? I mean, uh, the pro slate certainly has some interesting uh, – Matchups here, and uh, we were talking about a game earlier, which uh, I guess this flipped, right? Was Detroit originally uh, an underdog? I, I, I thought I saw where they were like uh, two point dogs uh, to uh, Minnesota, and now Minnesota is an under uh, is uh, an underdog on the road, even though they have ten wins. Uh, what strikes you on the NFL card, Mark Lawrence? Well, that's going to be one of the two games, Vito, uh, basically amounting to dogs that are leading their division, taking points from losing opponents. Obviously, Minnesota being one of those two plays that we'll talk about on the show here this week. Uh, this is a just a, this is a knee-jerk overreaction to Detroit, who uh, has played a, a pretty decent football here of late, but they're still Detroit. The bottom line is uh, they still have a rotten defense, and coming into the football game because they've cashed five tickets in a row is one thing, but they've also been outgained in nine of the last ten football games they've played. Thus, they're doing it with smoke and mirrors, and they're doing it against a Minnesota football team that they've lost nine of the last ten games against. It's not like the Vikings are going to lay down here with this big, fat division lead they have because they're playing, obviously, here for home field advantage for the seeding in the uh, in the uh, NFC playoffs. I know they're trailing Minnesota, Philadelphia, but you know the season's far from over here. I think the wrong team is favored, and as you mentioned, the, uh, Minnesota did open up minus two. Now they're plus two. I'm going to hop on the take on this football game and take Minnesota plus the two. Well, and it falls into, uh, I don't have a, a name theory for this. Uh, the default flip-flop theory, I guess, would be that uh, <laughs> a, nice a week one. ago, yes. I thought Detroit as a one-point dog to Jacksonville at home was the standout play uh, on the NFL card. It turned out to be the case. And so you're thinking, all right, so so what do you come back with now? Uh, you would have to think a play against Detroit because everybody's going to jump on that bandwagon, which apparently, as you pointed out, uh, to swing the point spread almost five points, I guess, um, you know, in a short period of time uh, once the line came out, uh, pretty significant that everybody's jumping on the Detroit bandwagon now. Maybe the ideal time to jump off. So uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, and uh, the other game, uh, Mark? The game is we're going to play Baltimore uh, taking two against Pittsburgh. And this is another game that uh, obviously before the Lamar Jackson thing all sorted itself out, Baltimore yeah. ahead of the, a week ahead of this game was a four and a half point favorite. Now they're going to dress up as the two point dog in the contest. Uh, and Pittsburgh has really played some pretty decent football since TJ Watt has been back. Uh, he's been back three games. They've won two of those football games uh, in the contest here. 
But you simply got, again, another division leader taking points from a team that's in last place in its division here. Uh, the only incentive Pittsburgh has in the game is uh, to, to project that they can win football games out and preserve Mike Tomlin's never lost, never had a losing season, keep that intact. But uh, you've still got much the better team. One team's going to be in the playoffs. The other's going to be watching the playoffs. I'm going to take the points with the team that's going to be in the playoffs and take the two against Pittsburgh. I think, again, this is a knee-jerk reaction to a line uh, based upon a team that appears to be playing good, a bad team albeit, but appears to be playing good against a Baltimore football team that has had a propensity for playing close-call football games. You look at uh, all – if you take a look at their losses, you're all four of them have been – uh, by four or fewer points. So this game is going to probably come down to a field goal in, in the history of the series. This is probably the one series that's finished on three, the final margin being three more than any other in NFL history. So I see another close football game here, and I'll play Baltimore plus the points here as well. Fierce uh, rivals also uh, inside that division, uh, the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were both very good teams for a long period of time. Uh, I, I thought Kenny Pickett, uh, and what I saw of him, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago I was watching him, uh, and Pittsburgh won the ball game, uh, ha- had shown some uh, real signs of life and improvement, uh, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, from the erratic guy that he was. Uh, you know, he came in, he made a favorable impression, but threw three picks in that game. And uh, But since then, it, it looked like maybe he was really going to struggle. It looked like it looked like maybe he'd gotten it together a little bit. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he sure has. I mean, uh, he's looked uh, com- really, really improved, as you mentioned here. It doesn't even look anywhere close to the quarterback he was when he first took over the job, his first start against Buffalo. And a lot of that, you just, the proof is in the pudding. You look at the last four games, he haven't turned the ball over. Pittsburgh hasn't, and that's a tribute to Kenny Pickett. But I just don't like him saddling up in a changing uh, of the roles here, having a lay points into a football team. If you th- Also, on the other side of the coin, this is you look at Baltimore. They've been a, an underdog uh, in football games here uh, twice this year, and they have yet to lose to the spread in either football game. They've won one of those two times. So a rare role for Baltimore, I think, makes them the right side of this game. Interesting, too. I mean, uh, two most overbet teams have been the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, both uh, sitting in there at 3-8-1 and one against the spread here. And... Uh, you know, people uh, constantly are getting sucked in. Uh, you know, even though Brady orchestrated this uh, amazing comeback in the final three minutes against the Saints, still failed to cover the spread, which I thought would have been the first appropriate question at the postgame press conference. Uh, hey, Tom, can you really be satisfied with a win, no cover? Right? Shouldn't somebody speak for us, Mark Lawrence, at these uh, gatherings uh, after the game? Let's ask the key questions. Can you really be happy, Tom? You buried your uh, adoring public here laying three and a hook against a lousy Saints team that has no quarterback. Unbelievable. Um, Mark, always a pleasure. Playbook Sports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do we get how do we get the bowl guide, my friend? Well, the bowl guide is going to be available Monday or Tuesday. Check it out at the website at playbooksports.com. I'm going to tell you the bowl guide just kicked butt last year. Uh, unbelievable. Twenty seven and ten on all sides Ooh. in the bowl nice. guide last year. Just just sides alone. Uh it's a must have publication if you're going to be dipping your toe in the water in the college bowl games. Check that out, excuse me, online at playbooksports.com where you can also pick up our weekly football newsletter and our weekly totals tip sheet. Do you have an early opinion on our favorite bowl to predict? And that would be the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, We're saying Middle Tennessee State is a team that, uh, you know, goes out there and can't handle the action and, uh, you know, ends up having a quarterback suspended because he dives off the third floor of the hotel room into the pool, shows up, uh, you know, all all looking like they've been on an all-night bender. 
Uh, I, I don't know. Do you have a thought on that? Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out always uh, which team is going to be just uh, completely out of whack uh, with a trip to Hawaii. San Diego State, I would think, would be more inclined to be accustomed to that sort of uh, environment. Well, I, I think you're right in, uh, you know, not to play any sort of, sort of a card here, but I yeah. think there are more white players down Middle Tennessee State that are prone to sunburn than there are on <laughs> San Diego State side of the game. Yeah, they're used so, to it. You know, that could, you know it's 72 yeah, degrees there. Sunburn factor. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But I'll let you know a little bit more about that game when we talk next week. You're the man, Mark. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we have maybe uh, the intimation that there will be a sunscreen theory. Very good, Mike. We're going to look for that, Depot. All right, have a great okay. week. Okay. Have a good weekend. We love you, Mark. Thanks, man. Playbooksports.com. Mark Lawrence, always on his game. Uh, going with uh, Minnesota and Baltimore, getting yes. points uh, in yes. the National Football League. Um, and, and wouldn't that make some sense, Luby? That Detroit, who overwhelmed everybody with uh, the fact that they won as a home dog last week and won you know, in a runaway, I mean, the game was never, ever in doubt in terms of your uh, ability to cover that they, point spread. And I, they put up a ton of points, too. Yeah. 40 to 14, they won. Uh, that they would bounce off of that and, and subsequently then lose as a favorite now to a 10-win Minnesota Viking team that, uh, you know, hasn't been overwhelmingly impressive for a team with 10 wins, have they? I mean, they, they haven't convinced they me that, oh, wow, the Vikings. Yeah. Although a lot of people thought uh, early in the year, Brett Tester thought they were going to be very good. He said that on the show, that the Vikings uh, couldn't be or should be underestimated. But uh, they've eked down a lot of wins. You know, I mean, the good news is they're winning. But uh, at the same time, it's not like you're going, whoa. I mean, who would want to play these guys, right? What do you're you think? You're asking me an actual question. Um, yeah. I, the Vikings have a nice record. And Justin Jefferson's scary. And Cook has really not gotten off. But their defense has, has been up and down. And they're inconsistent. For as good as the record is, their play on the field has not been consistent. It's really weird. Right. And people, you know, you're very nice, uh, not to mention Kirk Cousins. I was so going to say. would be well, the one the analyst who didn't immediately start going, yeah, well, they got Kirk Cousins. Is he any good? No, that's a problem. We don't know. <laughs> All right. We, he's like Tannehill. You still wonder what Cousins is. Yeah, what the hell is he? I don't know. <laughs> and you're 10. <laughs> is he that guy that was screaming at the reporter after he finally threw a touchdown pass? Take that! Yeah, right exactly. about that! Exactly. Bit of a psycho. All right. Uh, you know who's uh, really polished and seems like a really good guy is Josh Allen. When I see him in interviews, his like interviews after the Bills yeah, game, he does a good job. He, he seems to really have a grasp of what the hell is going on, you know, and, and it seems to really have his head in his heart, unless he's a complete phony, which I, I don't believe that to be the case. Uh, seems to have his head in his heart in the right place. All right, the uh, Gambling Gourmet, Mike Mayo, coming up here in just a second. Don't forget about And we want to get uh, – you're working on this now, Luby. I'm glad you're in direct contact with the people at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. I'm waiting to hear back. Uh, I had some communication yesterday. We'll circle back Monday if I don't hear anything. Oh, very good. Okay. Because uh, we have to get Michael down there and uh, check out the Italian fisherman pizza and many of the other things. I, you know, the, the way uh, Mayo orchestrates these uh, shows when we do the lunchbox on remote, like we will be today at Gulfstream Park uh, – he doesn't hold back on, you know, asking for, uh, you know, the, the uh, different samples of the food. He's convinced people they have to bring, like, 20 dishes to the table. It's the best. He's like, well, 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 get... that, 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 that. Hey, uh, throw oh, in a canish. Yeah. Oh, you know what? What about that and that? Oh, that'd be good, too. I'm like, did he yeah. just order 10 things? Oh, you want to throw a couple of... Oh, you have breakfast here also? How about some pancakes? <laughs> Anyway, I mean, he'll, he'll love all the different samplings because, uh, you know, he's going to drive Dominic and Jimmy crazy. 100%. They're going to have to put an extra, you know, 
A couple of chefs on the staff. But I can't wait to get him down there because I, I think he's really going to give a thumbs up to all of the food at Jimmy John's 100%. Big Shell. I know I did. I know you did, Luby. And the professor, a very discriminating uh, food critic uh, in the restaurant business himself uh, with the Foundry, a fabulous place that draws rave reviews all the time and very favorable uh, uh, opinions from people on Let's Eat South Florida, uh, which is Mike Mayo's thing that he started there with the Sun Sentinel. But I think he really that's was it. the impetus behind oh, yeah, it. He 100%. gives credit. Uh, give him credit, Mayo. He's a nice guy, but no, that's him. He gives credit to uh, the woman that's the uh, editor there at the Sun Sentinel. I, I don't even know if she even shows up for work. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think no, she's no, highly I'm involved. She does a great job, but that definitely is Mayo's baby. Like, it's Mayo, Mayo man. It's I Mayo mean, what baby. do people want to see there? As evidenced by the fact they just want to see the man eat. Yes. And we want to see him eat at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill because it's just a great place. I mean, make it your first priority when you're uh, heading down to the Keys. Uh, if you're coming from uh, anywhere in South Florida and or uh, just uh, going directly there on some kind of vacation, you know, right out of Miami Airport, straight to the Keys. Make sure you uh, plan a visit to Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. Great food and drink, great vibe, great atmosphere. Uh, you're going to love it. We loved it there. We'll be down there soon with Jimmy and uh, have uh, our whole crew coming down. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, mile marker 104, the Overseas Highway in Key Largo. All right, uh, Mike Mayo, the Gambling Gourmet, to round things out on a degenerate Friday. A lot of fun being with you today. I'm Jeff DeForest. That is Mike Luby Lubitz here in South Florida live. The Lunchbox live today from Gulfstream Park. Be down there at 12 o'clock, all three of us. And uh, that'll be uh, a hoot as well with uh, live racing getting underway. I think they start like 12.15 at Gulfstream Park. I'm actually expecting to do a lot of talking today because the two of you with races going on is going to be Mayo so just fun. punches it up on his phone. Yeah, but that's, that's not better. Thing. We're going to be doing a show. <laughs> that's yeah. worse. At You're least thinking, you hey, you didn't even it. get out of your chair there at the bar, Michael. How could you possibly have had 200 to win on a 12 to 1 <laughs> shot? But he does it. <laughs> Gives you, it shows you that little thing there that I can't ever read, right? <laughs> that that writing is smaller than my Haftorah was when uh, all of a sudden they zap you with, like, uh, just a sea of Hebrew lettering. And you're thinking, <laughs> what the hell? where does it say, Halayla Hazeh? <laughs> that I would recognize. All right, uh, coming back with Mike in a moment. Now that. It's uh, 8.44. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services.
These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. He'll fight Brian Cox in the locker room. He'll challenge Bill Parcells to a verbal <laughs> shout-out. He'll uh, stare down Johnny Chan while holding pocket twos. <laughs> and then he goes Mike to Mayo, the London the Business Gourmet. School for the savants. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I will crush your hopes and finance. dreams with it. Mike Mayo, the Gambling Gourmet, joins us here. I do all those things, and I also crush your hopes and dreams with a three-word text giving you the bad news about <laughs> game one. Well, this was particularly brutal, uh, and Michael, I thank you for doing that. The modern-day odd couple, Defoe and Louie, are on now. It is, of course, the Defoe Show. I think any number of ex-wives uh, would give me uh, enough uh, tangible reminders that I'm a loser. <laughs> I don't need to, you know, have somebody tell me I just lost another bet. Doug Sifu says hello, by the way, uh, Mike. Uh, good to have you on the program, CEO of the Panthers. Did you actually meet him No, no, I was going to say, you know, they uh, have no naming rights deal. Even the Heat are able to scrounge up a couple of fraudsters with the FTX yeah. exactly. deal. But the, the Panthers, they're pathetic. They can't even get a naming rights deal. So uh, heck of a job, Sifu. Uh, <laughs> 35 a whack to park hatred. a car. When, when did it become that? Uh, that weird. has to be a recent development. Because I remember playing 20 last time I was sports. This this is why this is why we love what we do, Defoe, which is yeah. we go out to places that we have a shot of returning home with more money in our pockets yes, than honestly. when we left. Yeah, they don't yeah. charge for parking at some of our favorite par- paramutuals, Hylia Park, Gulfstream Park, yep. where we'll be later today, and uh, the place up in Pompano that sometimes we uh, sojourn to on Free Fridays. Place. But now we have a new Friday place. I am positively this ebul- is great. Yeah, ebullient. Be, uh, just, is that the word? <laughs> ebullient. Ebullient. Uh, no, ebullient. Actually, no, I, I, I pronounce it pronounced it the way Mayo pronounced it, I think. Yes. Ebullient. You do? Yeah. Yeah, like like French bouillon. It's yes. an bouillon. Sounds like a soup. Uh, yeah, if you're yes. a <laughs> yeah. and and something good actually happened to me last night, Defo. I Get out of here. You want money? Well, uh, at the uh, the I was at back at the dog track last night because Thursday night they have a fifty dollar tournament with five thousand dollars, and wow. um, I. In the uh, there's a half hour portion of the tournament where they run a high hand strictly for people in the tournament. It's after the uh, add on entry period is over for a half hour. And I had pocket sixes, which is my favorite hand because I was born in 66. All right. What comes up on the flop? But two Two more sixes. sixes. Nice. I I flopped the quads and that was worth 300 bucks. I've got money in my pocket for the track today. We could play the early double. I also have enough money. I could take a shot at the big, uh, they got a nice poker tournament at the Hard Rock this weekend. I'm going to play tonight. 
And uh, so life is good. Life is good. No, you you, you have uh, you know pretty good luck in that. You haven't had the big luck that you've been looking for, and and it does I'm seem grinding. like grinding. I'm grinding. Yeah, you, you spend a lot of time. I mean, lamenting the fact that you're not somebody else, uh, which uh, you know is not a good position to take in life, Michael. No, no, no. Don't worry I'm, about it. You you have a lot of good fortune and so many things, including that uh, I, I, you, you knew you know, this guy that uh, was mentioned as a handicapper for the World Cup. Uh, you know, uh, Robert. That's the beauty. I mean, the yeah. whole it's a small world department. I mean, because Bob Roberts, that uh, Mark Lawrence mentioned, a uh, really good guy. I knew him as a sports writer. We were both of the sports scribes, and he wrote for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. But he also covered horse racing in the Ohio and the Cleveland area. Thistledown is the main track there. And yeah. uh, Michelle's dad was a longtime thoroughbred trainer. He's retired now, but his name was Don, Don Rao, and he was one of the leading trainers at Thistledown every year. And he and Bob Browers were pretty good buddies, and uh, so that's a small world. Uh, and uh, same way, that, if like, they made, uh, if they made, uh, you know, uh, the people in the Keys change not only the name of the bridge but uh, the fish itself, the Jewfish, uh, because it was, you know, considered maybe denigrating to uh, Jewish people. Shouldn't they change the name of Beulah Park? Does that not have <laughs> racist undertones so, to it? So here's the thing: Beulah Park is no more. It's now a shopping mall, and I know oh, this okay. because Michelle's family has property, property. I understand why. Yeah, property Grove City, Ohio, is where Beulah Park was, and literally Michelle's family has uh, spread a nice uh, a family home and some acreage right next to where Beulah Park oh, yeah? used to stand. Yes, and, uh, and is that enhanced in value now that they're putting a shopping center there? I have of a no idea. I haven't been up there since the divorce, but <laughs> I used to love hanging out there in the summers because we I would literally walk out the door and just like be steps from uh, the betting windows there. Oh, Blue, very nice. Before the internet wagering, so I could actually do that, some that could be another uh, matter that uh, led to the uh, parting of the waves there. <laughs> Hey, so um, she wanted to enjoy the beautiful uh, countryside of Ohio. You were stepping over to some horseshit racetrack. Morning, noon, and night because he had horses stabled in the barns, and he'd always be. Oh, oh okay. So barn. yeah, that, so, that, she would be inclined to like that. It was the family business, the game. Yeah. that's how we met at that's Gulfstream. Is that right? Yeah, Michelle used to work at both Calder for Bobby Humphrey and then at Gulfstream in the racing office, and that's how we met uh, because I would. Uh, so I must know Michelle Mayo. Uh, or you probably uh, she, do. Yeah, Michelle Rao was her original uh, maiden name. But okay, because I, I was name. always hanging around the racing offices there. It's a spelled row like row your boat R O W E, but pronounced Rao as in the British word for fighting. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so anyway, um, hey, uh, is it true? I'm very dismayed to hear the news this morning. I think what the professor was thrown into the Brittany Griner uh, uh, prisoner swap. He's now in Russia at, at the penal colony. I, I believe he was going to do a, a piece on that as part of his big board. It was be and, one of uh, his he may have been silenced by either the U.S. or the Russian governments, or maybe both. Boots got to him, uh, or whatever his name is. Bow Boots, Boots. Uh, ready to shove a missile right up his ass. <laughs> man, <I don't> <laughs> he already, he's already got the, the, the drone has been targeted. <laughs> oh, you won't what see kind of no a more. swap was that? Is that the most lopsided trade you've ever seen in basketball history? Uh, it's, you know, in terms of the actual uh, um, importance of the two sides. I, I mean, it's not good. It's it's not a good trade. But uh, no, we get back, uh, you know, a basketball player in the WNBA. Nothing for the world. And uh, and, and they get back th this evil criminal merchant of death who, who has been seething for the last 10 years. Exactly. Ready to do more damage. I mean, do you think, uh, you know, he was reformed in prison and now likes the uh, citizens of the U.S.? <laughs> I would doubt, doubt that's the case after I being in solitary. It, 
I find it interesting that this deal was finally uh, done after the midterm election or the last uh, election oh, exactly. term was done. So, uh, look, you know, it's not going to be the most popular thing. I don't know if it's the right thing. This is what makes being in the White House the hard job that it is, yeah. because you, you got to make these decisions and, you know, there's real world consequences and weighing the things, the pros and the cons. I don't know. I wouldn't want that job. So uh, no way. Uh, I don't know why Donald Trump wants it again. But yeah. uh, but if it's hey, Mike I Mayo, know that gets pulled with a little money. bit of hash uh, oil at the <laughs> Russian airport. Do you really think that they uh, send Victor Boot back to Putin? Hell no. In, in but, order to secure your freedom. No. Michael Mayo is also aware enough to know that when you're in the middle of a geopolitical uh, chess game yes. uh, in the you know terms of the U.S. Russia relations not being so good in the wake of the whole Ukraine invasion that you don't want to be putting yourself in the position where you could be used as a pawn exactly. for or being picked up and incarcerated for a bullshit charge or a little yeah. bit of marijuana or hash oil. And, Crazy, you know. I learned these things when I was an international traveler, traveler, and I was an, actually a Soviet and Eastern European studies major and uh, spent a little bit of time in Russia. Uh, you know, just three weeks traveling with a group from the London School of Economics when I was over there and a respectable young human being and scholar. So uh, now look at us. We're getting ready to well, all jazzed up to go to Gulfstream. Uh, on, on that front, uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, there was a period of time where I was going to Vegas frequently and also uh, doing my fair share of cocaine. Okay. So, <laughs> I love that both go hand in hand. The <laughs> statute of limitations has run out. You could speak freely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can speak He's freely about this. I mean, it's, it's buried in my past. But uh, nonetheless, uh, and, and and there was nothing better on, on that five-hour flight than, than having a, you know, a, a little, uh, you know, pouch of Coke, and you're running in the bathroom every 15 minutes, and the, uh, you know, flight attendants are starting to look at you funny, and then, then they begin to join you in there, and the next thing you know, <laughs> their legs are wrapped around you while you're both doing, uh, you know, a bag of toot, you know, on your way to Vegas at McCarran <laughs> Airport. And uh, anyway, so then security got tighter and it, it, it became, you know, more yeah. problematic. This, this wasn't after 9-11. No, but, this wasn't uh, before 9-11. But, but security <laughs> had been uh, amplified at the Fort Lauderdale Airport from the days when you used to be able to roll in there, like with white powder under your nose, and, and they would just give you a free pass. So my buddy and I, I don't know why, I mean, uh, we had been on a bender there, and, and we come to the airport, and we still had a significant amount of uh, this uh, substance <laughs> Residue? <left>. Right. <laughs> more than so, residue? So at the last second, I'm looking at the security and I say, you know what? I, I don't want to bring this through here. So we go to the bathroom because we don't want to throw it away. And we snort the rest of the oh, fact. Jesus. All right. So now, I mean, literally, uh, there's, uh, you know, my head is spinning. I, I, I couldn't be any more <laughs> high than I was. And as I get to the, uh, as I get to the, uh, you know, the uh, security part, uh, a, a Broward sheriff, uh, you know, is there and he says, Defoe. How the fuck are you? <laughs> He's a fan. <laughs> and he says, uh, eh, just wave these guys through. Just wave them so we could have we could have <laughs> got on the plane with the stuff instead of having snorted and ingested like uh, you know, a quarter a ounce kilo. of cocaine in the minutes before we got on his flight. And I want to tell you it was a very uncomfortable flight. Because <laughs> you want to fall asleep right away. And no, just the opposite. Yeah, yeah, no, we, 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 we. <laughs> But that was it, you know. I mean, uh, so so you know, everybody's been, you know, and the weird thing is, you always think after, like, like you got through and got, oh shit, we could have kept the stuff, we could have brought it. (laughs) Maybe that's what Griner was thinking. I don't know. First of all, uh, the. Traveling domestic and traveling international are two different categories. I, I, I would say so yes to that, yes. When you are traveling domestic, you know, you could try to maybe get away some with some things that I would not uh, necessarily uh, 
try at home or recommend to the public out there. But uh, no, when you're going internationally, you know, it's like going to Houston's. It's their house, their rules. You yeah. got to play by yeah, their you rules. You don't want to get not worry. And, you know, otherwise you're, uh, you know, uh, Midnight Express. Uh, that That's always that's the potential. It, man. And, William uh, Hayes, man, the judge, he likes you. That. Hey, uh, so <laughs> yes, uh, before we go, I, you know, because we're at Gulfstream today and yeah. I just want to, uh, you know, I'll cue Luby and we actually have to do some pre-production. We got to come up with the, the trivia questions and, uh, which I'll do that, but, um, but make sure Luby, we're going to put on the crawl, uh, out there, my, uh, email address, Mike Mayo eats at gmail.com. I'll send you all the, uh, the, all right. the details. I saw you, because- you were, you were getting a lot of response there on that Facebook thing that you had operating separately. From the uh, company, I guidelines. was or was not. You okay. were. You were getting a lot of people asking you. Like uh, you were reading these questions. I thought you were making them up. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like, no, like no, the sports talk guys that used to say. I got a text here from Joe in Miramar, and uh, Joe wants to know uh, who was the better quarterback, Marino or Montana? Well, this was, I tell you uh, what. When you put it on Let's Eat, which got ninety four thousand people now, ninety four, ninety four thousand. We're uh, what, what is the total in... population of uh, this area? I mean, is it more than that? Six million. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, you know, far. No, but uh, it's bigger than many cities. I mean, like, uh, I guess uh, Coral Springs is like 100. Well, actually, Coral Springs is like up to 140,000. Oh, yeah? So okay. anyway, but uh, look, it's a healthy number for a uh, food focus group. And that's good. And we're going to be doing right? this contest. Is this and we'll that, be explaining. Hmm? Is the thing that's scrolling correct? I say email you for your My chance at two 10 palms, $50 gift certificates. Answer the trivia question and give your pick. For the feature race, feature race Saturday, Saturday at Goldstream Park, which is going to be your chance at winning those the uh, seventh race. It's a female two-year-old uh, sprint stakes, but we'll get that. Yes, that looks pretty good for now, and I'll give you the actually number of the, the which race it is. It's going to be the uh, well. We'll go over that later. Anyway, um, it is. Uh, I'm very excited about this. I'm also excited, uh, Defo. You're going to be uh, away a couple days next week, but when you come yes. back. Next Thursday, we're doing our pre-Hanukkah celebration show. I was just at Grandpa's. Oh, I saw our friend Mark. Oh, Lee. look at you. We're going to be doing our remote show there next Thursday, the 15th. All right. Uh, Hanukkah begins on Sunday evening, the 18th. It's already here. And uh, and when I was in there today, they had a, f- a whole bunch of these blueberry. Well, I've already eaten half of it. Blueberry muffins. Uh, That's right a blueberry muffin? It looks like a piece of pizza or something. Mm, no? Well, I'll, oh, there you go. I'll, okay. Now it's probably wrong. Yeah, I cut it up. It's a muffin. It's got blueberries, yeah. and um, it's you nothing have an better. Equal number of blueberries throughout the muffin. Well, like, well, uh, just, remember, I mean, a great scene in Casino, right, with De Niro. That was maybe one of the best food scenes in any movie. Would you agree? Oh yeah, but as good as a hot bagel is, getting a warm blueberry muffin right out of the oven. Oh yeah, it's right up there. That's good. I'm happy. It's good. All right, what are you going to be eating on a golf stream today? Well, we're going to, I think we'll be talking with the director of food and beverage out there, Joe Be- nice. Beja. Um, okay. And I've ordered them to uh, slaughter us with a whole range of any kind of dishes that they got coming out of the kitchens. We're going to be talking all about uh, their various uh, food offerings that are on track at the casino and Gulfstream Park. Uh, it's, uh, you know, with Joe and uh, talking about 10 Palms, which is going to be uh, the featured giveaway every Friday. And we're going to be running contests every Friday throughout the championship meet. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I used to love those uh, three live Jews that we used to have at the track uh, many years ago when it was uh, Hank Goldberg, Eddie Kaplan, and me. And they would put us out there for various appearances to call the race course. And they would literally, I mean, I I'd never, people really did kiss Hank's ass. It was great. You know, and, and uh, you know, some would say well-deserved. Uh, you know, I, I, 
I, I get my share of uh, gratuitous uh, behavior, as uh, you witness now that you're part of the electronic media, much more so than even the newspaper world, where uh, people are, are super nice to you and they're always uh, laying things on you. So they would literally bring, like, a Hank, pheasant under glass, <laughs> personally put, like, a, a bib on him, and then he would start screaming, that food here sucks. <laughs> I'm like, who would ever invite you out here again, uh, Mr. Goldberg? And yet even after that, they, they couldn't hamper they him still, enough. Yeah, it, it, was, um, it was awesome, yeah. I mean, it would be a part of that trio there because, uh, you know, Capper and I, we just benefited. As, uh, so is Kaplan still around? Is, is yeah, yeah, still he, around. Is he available yeah. to come out and do one of these? That would be fun if you get. Uh, I'll, I'll invite him out if I can. Uh, I can get a hold of him through a friend of mine. So uh, uh, I, I used to. I used him. to have his number committed to memory, but uh, my, that memory is shot. And I'd love point. to see him. We'll clear it with the authorities at Gulfstream, but I think he's 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 welcome there. He's not. He's oh no, doubt. I mean, a degenerate. Degenerate. He is a classy degenerate. And go look at your, uh, well, we will have a racing form waiting for you. We're going to get oh, there good. about 11.15 to today's, set up. I mean, uh, I need yeah, today's. today's. Yeah, yeah right. I know. It's it's in your rider. You've got that. Yeah. No brown M&Ms and a one racing form clean for Defoe on that, a Friday that, That's morning. bigger than any uh, consideration you could possibly get in any kind of contractual. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those two early races, I'm not going to denigrate any of the racing. A beautiful Gulfstream Park. Uh, that that know, would be me. very, very uh, dismissive. Uh, I mean, the first uh, day. I, I would think, yeah, made, first day. <laughs> You're complaining. You know, what? Um, Cheap um, claimers on the, on the claimer and the bottom level Pathetic. claimer. The yeah. first few races, but there's Stop opportunity it. there. And Get that uh, right out of your mind, Michael. We'll never keep the gig. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to be It's wonderful, this. wonderful. Think Lawrence Welk. Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. wonderful. It's going to be beautiful weather, beautiful people out yeah. in beautiful Gulfstream Park. Um, there's no D yeah. in uh, wonderful. Oh, and it's I wanted to give one more yeah. uh, note. Uh, congratulations to our man, Pat Utter. Shenanigans, his son, oh, yeah? is part of the Chaminade Madonna team. He's junior varsity, but he traveled up uh, last night. They won the state title game for their division in Tallahassee, Shamanad yeah. Madonna from Hollywood. It was a route. It was like 45 to 3 or 13 or something. But now they're going on this, I guess, these national championship tournament in Las Vegas later in the month. So Shamanad Madonna is going to be uh, going out there later in the month. So uh, good Shamanade luck to them Madonna there. and Sin yeah. City. That sounds uh, Yeah, and uh, we've got American Heritage next Friday night in the state title game that's going to be taking place here at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. What, what do you so, do in Vegas, though, if you don't gamble, man? I mean, uh, the Ferris wheel, get the fuck out of here. That's you got to be good massages. Vegas. The, you know, the, the spa, the pool. What the, a waste the, of a trip. The day clubs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people do these things. These oh, things. my God. I, I remember when they tried to make it more conducive to children there. They had all these playgrounds and yeah. caterpillar rides outside the MGM Grand. It was awful, right? Yeah, You're stepping it. over little kids on your way to bet, uh, you know, that Frank Bruno can't go one round in the uh, Tyson fight. That was it. All right, we'll see you out there. I'm looking forward to it. And yep. uh, we're, the, the location is where we uh, think it is. Uh, yeah, I, I it's by to... that old restaurant. We're going to go. Yeah. We got offered two options, but I think the better one to be that, amongst That's a good one there with those is, tables. Are. Right, that's those fantastic. tables. There's a high top table. We'll have yeah. it at position. So, like, the ba- the paddock will be in the background. It'll be a very nice backdrop. Very nice. And sure, Luby can set all this up. And the big table for plenty of food will be uh, just devouring anything that they bring our way. Because that's... How we roll. You, you were setting box. a pretty uh, brisk pace, uh, you know, at uh, the Hen and the Hog. So uh, I would imagine at the track it might be 22 and change by the time we get to the quarter ball. Uh, yeah, yesterday was a fasting day, and today is a feasting day. <laughs> we love that. I ate some real garbage last night, uh, I'm ashamed to say. I mean, uh, a couple of pretzels there came by the uh, four people that uh, we were at uh, the hockey game with. And, uh, wow, oh. you talk about an overdose of salt, Mayo. 
I, I can't say anything about your eating habits after uh, what I consumed last night. I washed that down with a popcorn and a twenty-four dollar drink. So you went, you went basic. You just did pretzel popcorn. You didn't go for. What are the offerings there like now? Like uh, yeah, they, they all kinds of stuff, man. I always got a kick out of that uh, bucket of fried rice or whatever they have there. That was like uh, thirty-eight dollars uh, for some chicken fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than Christmas. That was in the past, man. If it's thirty-five to park now, that's got to be at, at like seventy-five as a price point. But uh, no, you can't even put up cash there. Everything's credit card. They don't even want to touch your cash. At, that's uh, against the, the law. It yeah. says right on the bills, it's legal tender for all debts, public and private. If you if they uh, refuse yeah. to take a dollar bill, just say, "All right, well then it's." Call your man, Doug Sifu. All right, <laughs> Hell, um, yeah. I'll go at see it. if he returns your call. All right, we'll see you out there at uh, Gulfstream Park. Nice job arranging that. Luby, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you at 12 o'clock from Gulfstream. Should be a lot of fun with Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. And uh, we'll see you next time as we leave you now then. The time. 9.06. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Let's go to my show.